0: Of the deal
3: to keeping it, keepin it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's the power move with John Gafford.
2: Back again, back again, back again.
3: Playing Candy Crush. I know Colt's playing Candy I'm sorry, Crush. No,
2: my
4: CPA's asking me a question, guys. Sure, CPA overtakes sure. everybody's time.
2: Sure, I'm
4: kind what? of feeling left out that you guys got an event tonight <laughs> that I just found out about. Yeah, guys, well, go we
2: were that. debating on telling you, but uh, then we found it's a free event that's basically publicized Publish everywhere, on social media. So, yeah, you probably should know about it. <laughs> so, uh, welcome to the Power Move. My name is John Gafford. I'm your host. To the left of me, Colt Big Daddy. Amadon, oh,
4: hey okay. yeah, I like it. Oh. Yeah, got, make you got to throw him a bone once in a while. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. you got to get a bone. go to the gym twice in the last month. Oh, you went to the gym that. twice. You're
2: looking ripped, son. Well, I appreciate you A lot of Yoked. hard work. A lot of hard work. You're putting it together.
3: I like green bubble Amadon. Green bubble
2: Amadon. Well, I mean, yeah, I think who ruins your But I thought we were. thought
4: we were sticking with Amadon. Well, no, we've already gone through it. It's probably the correct way, and it does sound sexier. Amadon.
2: It's just gone. Passed today on the Power Move, we're going to talk about man, how, what to do when crisis comes up. Because I got to tell you, do I look a little tired today? Uh,
3: I, no, lighting, look, lighting is wonderful.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> the lighting's good. But I got to tell you, I'm tired, and uh, and the reason I'm tired is, man, I got thrown a curveball yesterday, and uh, I didn't see it coming. And we, we lost a key person in one of our companies yesterday. And when you have a company, uh, you you know there's 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 stages of owning a company. Right. You can be an owner operator where you're there and you open the door every day and you, you start. Chris, the Connell, business. Connell Law. Chris, Chris Connell Connell. Chris Connell, Connell, owner <laughs> operator. There you go. You can be an owner operator or you can be just an owner where you have other people operating the business for you. Mm. And in a lot of our businesses, we've gotten to that point where we have people that run these things. And, you know, you check in, you know, we have frequent catch ups once a week where you hit really the high level stuff, but the day to day stuff, you're not really that involved with. And I lost one of the one of the top personnel in one of my companies yesterday. Uh, they decided to take another opportunity with one of their mentors uh, in another company that because this is it's funny, the guy that he's going to work for at this other company is actually where we got him. Huh. It's, it's the guy that referred him to me. And then this guy went and did another company. So, you know, he's following that, which I respect the loyalty. It's good. And, yeah. and, and, and the guy did a great job for us and we were lucky to have him for as long as we did It's wonderful. But when that happened yesterday two a couple of things, number one, I didn't see it coming. Like I pride myself on kind of being on being the guy to see where the trends are going. Finger and on see the pulse. The, yeah, no, yeah. Finger on the pulse. I did not see this one coming. And, uh, and it blindsided me yesterday. And when that happens, man, and and I don't care if it's losing a key employee, it's something, you know, devastating happens in your life, your business, it creates crisis and and, and there's an instantaneous gut punch that happens with that. And, uh, and I took the gut punch yesterday and you know how you deal with that and what you do, I I think is one of those things where it's just going to kind of become a positive going forward and and how you do that. And there's stages to this and and it's going to be natural that this is going to happen uh, when it occurs, but you need to understand how to deal with this and what you should do to get through it. Now, the first thing I'll say is if it knocks the wind out of you, be prepared to have the wind knocked out of you. It's okay to have the wind knocked out of you. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I took that hit yesterday. I didn't sleep really well last night because I was stressed out about this. And, you know, immediately you start you go through this, oh shit, you know, I'm going to be completely screwed here. Uh, what are we going to do? Um, how am I going to handle this? To, you just really put pen to paper, man. I think stopping and putting pen to paper will get you through this. And what I started doing was I pulled out pen to paper and I just basically wrote, you know, assets. I wrote holes, which meaning holes in the business that were going to be created by this. And solutions on the third part of the page. That's what I did. Yes. And that's where I started with SWOT analysis. This. Yeah. And, th- and this is where I started. And I said, okay, so I went out there today and, and it's amazing that if you build a company properly, we're not really, it's not even really a big deal. (laughs) Like like, like I lost some sleep over this yesterday and and it's not even really a humongous deal.
3: Well, that, so when you're doing business planning, when you're not only an operating business or starting a business, you have to understand that SWOT analysis, right? And that's MBA jargon for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, right? Yeah. So a lot of people don't sit down and actually break out an honest SWOT analysis. So, yeah. right now, I think a lot of people are in that um, the where our weaknesses and our threats are, is employee migration, whether yeah. you can not find employees or them yeah. moving on to greener pastures. Yeah. So you have to be ready for that.
4: Well, I think I think that you're also at a point where you guys have established this business. I think if this would have came a year ago, it'd have been a lot harder. I think once you establish your businesses. A little better and they start moving you can realize that everybody kind of overlaps and well, they take on different duties and you lose one does that hurt yes could you are you going to be fine sure you couldn't be fine for four or five months but you'll no, be fine no for no months, the, the, a month
2: or two the, the truth of the matter is, is is all of this person's job duties are kind of already divvied out amongst other folks within the company. And I think if you go back to the SWOT analysis, I think one of the reasons that this wound up not being as big of a deal as I thought it was going to be was because we, we set ourselves up for success here. And I think a big mistake that people make in business, especially when you go from being uh, an owner operator to being just an owner of a business is if you, if you own a business right now or you have anything, you need to look at that business and say, where is the, where's the kingpin, man? Where's the where's the where's the keystone Who's that if this thing pin? falls yeah, out, yeah, yeah. if this falls out, and the, the Death Star, yeah, the Death Star. Where is the uh, what was it the port?
3: <laughs> yeah, the 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 vent on the sorry, Death Star. Sorry, Colt. Right? Colt has oh, no never talked about talking about. the Raider Stadium. Yeah, never mind. Stadium?
2: <laughs> never never mind. mind. <laughs> 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 yeah, no. But right. where is that one thing that if this was to fall, this domino was to fall, like the whole thing falls apart, and you would be amazed at how many businesses operate like that.
3: They have. Yeah. They don't have the built-in redundancies.
2: No, they, they right? just. You don't. have to
3: have the those redundancies, right? Yeah, and that's what you're talking about. Having a business operating properly, you will have some redundancies, and this is where people who do takeovers of businesses look for that and see who they can cut. Yeah. Right? So you, you know, He's sometimes right. you'll find yourself in a position where you think you lose a key employee. Meanwhile, Blackstone will be going. I'd have fired
2: that guy. Yeah, Yeah. we don't need that guy
3: anyway.
2: We don't need that guy. You don't need that guy. Yeah, it's one of those things where if if you own a business, I cannot stress this enough, there is nothing more important than identifying where you have made yourself weak by giving one person too much information. If your entire business model is in one person's head, you have a problem. Yeah. because forget them leaving, dude, they could get eaten by an alligator. Who knows what's yeah. going to happen? And then, and then where are you? You know, if you're starting from scratch. So right now, if you own a business, make it a priority to yourself, make it a priority to your business that you're going to go out. And if you have employees that have key knowledge in your head that nobody else has, you've got to extrapolate them. Yes. From that. that is more important than having no sales. It's more important than not having a no staff. That is the most important thing. You can kill your business.
3: That can come down to policies and procedures too. Totally. Where you say, Hey, we have a quarterly kind of, um, you know, powwow to find out what exactly you've been working on and what do you know and what are the, how could we improve it, right? If you ask these employees, a lot of times if you just reach out to your people, they'll tell you how to improve your business and it's probably stuff they were holding back from you. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? A lot of times to extrapolate that, that institutional knowledge that you're not even aware of as an owner.
2: Well, that's what I said when I went, I I went, I met with everybody today, the the staff there, as many as I could get to on today, I'll get the rest of them tomorrow. But um, I met with all the staff and just told them, Hey, this is what's happening. You know, everybody's, everybody's cool. There's no hard feelings. I mean, everybody's, everybody's fine with what happened and we are going to take this as an opportunity to get better. We're going to, we're going to look at our procedures, we're going to look at where we operate, where we can become more efficient, where we can get better. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated with everybody else. Two things I I would say also, if you lose your manager in a business and you have to replace them, the number one thing you got to do, and I told all of our employees this today, the number one important thing for me Going forward is somebody that fits our culture mm-hmm. and somebody that improves and fits right in with the dichotomy of the existing employees. Nothing is more important. If somebody can come in and know everything in the world about our business. They screw up your culture. It's not, dude. Right. If they if they don't get along uh-huh. with my people, because because here's the uh-huh. thing, I love all my people. My people are doing great. Yeah. So we need to make sure that we keep our people through the management shift that we have, and that's the key thing for me is how do you fit in with this? And I think a great way to fit in with that is uh, you have to. That starts with ownership.
3: Well, I think you know it's funny. You hear a lot of times at business school, everybody talks about the power of a mission statement. Mm -hmm. Power of a mission statement. What is our mission, right? What is what was um, uh, is it Nordstrom's mission? You know, to provide they have a mission statement their business to provide the greatest customer experience possible. Blah blah blah. So everything you
2: know doesn't have that mission statement. You know who doesn't have it? Right in camera, you chilies, you don't (laughs) have it you know sorry. what sorry chris i did not up. wait
4: i don't know how you're going so hard on chilies uh, man remind me if i go on uh is this gonna be an rc willies i rant? do <laughs> want it rc willies but i'm not bringing you into rc willies okay. you all know right. why you're just living your own little no, world RC Willys. no because <laughs> i saw you uh on instagram this weekend you Doing know what we went to dinner and then all of a sudden the next two days later
2: i see you Where, where'd you go john two days uh well you know here's why can ah, i tell you why can i tell you're you why begun, oh, okay i'm like i, know what you're I'm saying. Like, I <laughs> know, never having I, john know. go
4: on and with me on uh i know you're gonna protesting say you're, you're, someone. yes
2: you're gonna say I'm that protesting. i sold out and went to the raiders game is what you're gonna say right sell out all right no no but here's why i sold there's a good reason <laughs> i sold out
3: you didn't sell because <laughs> i
2: couldn't sell out because <laughs> when i my tickets didn't sell when i was looking at what they were trading for for the good old washington football team not worth it dude it was was like a hundred dollars no, it was and, and i would have taken like a four dollar loss to not go to the game so i took the opportunity to take my my son and his friends colt do All something right. for the kids. Right. Sorry, you're upset with that. Sorry, <laughs> that. sorry, that doesn't go along with I'm it. I'm sorry you're still I don't care do if Marcy Willies
4: would give me a free TV. I'm not taking it. Those <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, okay. so that that's
2: That's just stupid. Uh, nope. now listen, not not no, 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 no. Okay, there's a big difference between me saying no to the El Presidente Margarita and the queso dip, and you say no to a big screen TV from Marcy Willie. That just makes Yeah, one of us makes us taking a stand of what makes one of us stupid. I think
4: a stand. Trust me, when I take a stand I take a stand <laughs> all right when you get on my bad side back, back to
2: Mr. Yeah. Samus, so. back, well, hang on. back to the Raiders back to the Raiders and I will <laughs> like I, I got will say this got I'll say this no I'll I'll say this I'll say a the crowd was was uh I'll say the crowd was very tame much this impressed. time much improved there were there were a lot of empty seats around me um I will say that uh, it was a little less stressful for me not having my daughter there, if that yeah, makes sense. Yeah, that's um, big.
4: She's younger. Yeah, so she, and a woman. Yeah, I, I turned, totally agree. She's
2: turned 12, so it was a yeah. lot less stress on I me mean, not having her, not having yeah. to worry about her there, which was good. Yeah. I get it. No, the boys. It's like I mean, I took took three of them. If I come home with two, yeah, I don't know. You did good. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) They're making. There's no shortage of those. No, to be expected. They're everywhere. So who cares? Um, but yeah, you know, I we had we had a good time. I'm not gonna lie. The boys had a good time. Um, God, except for the game. Holy crap! What a wow! um, Unwatchable. Yeah. A couple hours. Here's a little message for for Mark Davis, if you're listening. Sell the. Team. no i'm not gonna say that but like, no, i will no, you'll no, say that
3: the league doesn't and they are not gonna it's, it's gonna be a rough <laughs> ride for the tenure of his own oh show.
2: god well i this is what i'll say it, it's like uh i said what i said man the Knights yeah, kind of Knights got vegas a little spoiled we, we win oh, here yeah. we we win and uh and that product if you keep putting that out there it's gonna be a bumpy ride pretty quick yeah those speaking be- speaking of which can we talk about did, did we talk about the A's already potentially buying the Tropicana? Dozen no. and under. No. no we no, talk no. about that. We, we touched oh, on it. Oh boy. We touched oh, boy. on it. We were
3: talking about mission statements. Mission statements. Mission are, statements. You know no. what? <laughs> and it doesn't. Do you have a mission statement? I have a
2: mission statement, which is I don't want any more public money to pay for an Oakland A's. No, no, no. Baseball I statement. Yeah. That's, my, I current, mean,
3: that's my, my current. My mission statement. They simply have yeah. a mission statement that that informs all of you. Yeah, of what
2: you like. You, who, why, when, where, what you do. Sure, but, of course. But, but so when
3: you're talking about getting a CEO that fits in with that mission statement, yeah, is that important to you? Like, no, it is. Is it, it something it is. that is not just sort of um, throwaway words and corporate bullshit, or no. is it something that's actually informing the passion of the company?
2: It, it is. It, it has to be passion of the company, and I think, um, I think again, it starts with the mentality of the ownership. And, and what I was going to say before. I got sidetracked about me selling out to Colt, calling me a sellout. sellout. Um, no, it was, I was at dinner. So, man, it was a busy – first of all, busy weekend for, for for me, totally. So Thursday, I go – so if you want to know what it's like to live in Vegas, this is a Vegas weekend now. Here, here it comes. Ready? Thursday, uh, I take the kid, take the boy to see the Foo Fighters. Uh and, uh, you know, again, we had a great time. We went with, uh, Steve Sims, his son, Tim Larkin, his wife, Sasha Larkin, um, and, uh, some other guys from the office and we went and saw the Foo Fighters and, um, and, and that was awesome. And then Friday night we went to Delilah, oh, which we'll God. talk about. Yeah, I, I, yeah, do I do want to talk about, about I want to talk about Delilah in, in detail in a minute, which yeah. we will, cause it was great. Saturday Roma had a birthday party. So, uh, had a bunch of, you know, 12 year old girls running around the house sat Sunday then went to the football game with the boy at one dropped those kids off at five picked you up at six or i met you actually at the bar and then we went to the Knights game Sunday night
3: yeah I yeah I, I partied with uh, Corey Taylor from Slipknot on Thursday nice yeah Virgin amusements yeah I had to fly to Park City for a wedding at yeah. four in the morning on Saturday
4: and invite me I know it's a public event yeah so
3: uh. I, I, <laughs> went, went to a wedding for literally less than 24 hours Went so to Park City,
4: flew back for the Raiders game in the yeah.
2: Vegas
3: Golden
4: Knights. And then the, and the Knights game. And the Knights, yep. Busy weekend. The, the old people at the country club got me so drunk, Sunday. Oh, I oh, saw that. You went to, God, you went to the old people. So <laughs> drunk. But like you said, yeah, Vegas can <laughs> be. Oh, uh, v- no, Vegas no can be no,
2: no shortage yeah, of things yeah. to do. But when I was at Thursday night, we went to dinner at Bavette's, which. Top notch right. steakhouse. If, you're, if you don't, if you want great steak, that's my spot. But that's at uh, park. So we're at dinner and, uh, it, and, and wound out, it just wound up that two guys that work for the company were there. Right. And one of the guys is on the team of one of the other guys that was there. And at one point somebody goes, so let me figure this out. You work for him and then he works for you. And I, and they were like, and they're like, no, he's on my team and we both work for him. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a second. Let's get it clear. Neither one of you guys work for me. I work for all of you guys. Yeah, right. That's my, I'm here. I, I provide a service. Yes. I yeah, provide a yeah. service. I, I'm working for, you're all my customer. I'm working for all of you guys. And I think when you think of that mentality, that, that's where it starts. And, you know, for me, it's, you know, and I told all the employees today, when we were saying, when we look for the new person that's going to take over this role, my number one thought is, A, that they fit in with all you guys. There's a smooth personality, no conflict there. It's, the, the dichotomy is good. And number two, they understand they're coming in as a support role. You're here to support yes. these people. Yeah. That's you're, why you're, you're here. here. to provide me to be, yeah.
3: that, that sage-like wisdom yeah, that's instead it. of having to call me.
2: Yeah, that's what it is.
3: When it, You don't make that sage-like you know decision, and then it goes sideways.
2: Yeah, that, that's what well, that's you guys, what
3: you're here You for.
4: guys have spent a lot of time and effort to create the uh, environment you guys have. Like, there's there's never been a company that I've been associated with where people say, "Ah, eh, you know, maybe that's not a good fit for somebody." And yeah. this company is like, yeah maybe they're not a good fit," right? Because you have to be fun you have to work hard you have to be professional you have to have you got to be at the top of your a game yeah well we, we everybody we has, the has ed, fun the ed factor
2: yeah yeah i mean you know laughing is important like dude, we have yeah. my team pictures in my house for my real estate team that courtney runs i look <laughs> i like to think again i've got my finger on the pulse of everything that's happening I had so many people show up my house for this photograph. I were. was like, holy shit. I, I, <laughs> I, saw was, like, I saw that picture and I'm like, <laughs> I'm I don't know if John there, even knows there, that. There were, pe- people. there were people in that photograph that I met for the first time at that picture. Wow. The, which in your is, home. No, which, in my home, which says a lot about Courtney's, Courtney running the team. She's doing a fantastic job. But I <laughs> it was like, uh, yeah. who, okay, yeah. who are you? You know, Literally, there were two people I'd never seen before. That.
3: We don't know these people. We just brought them in to make the team look beefier. Yes, yeah, make the team look beefier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's and some models, was, <laughs> <and> atmosphere <laughs> models.
2: Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was, it was I like- I see Connell in the back of It was like, wow, man, this is impressive that, you know, it, it's nice to see that something that I started, you know, 15 years ago now, and really, Courtney is the day-to-day operator of that business, is still maintaining- it's such a high level, and, and a big part of that is because we hire based on the dichotomy the right people. of who comes in, yep. the right people. Yep. Yeah, yeah they the don't
3: dyna- employee dynamics are everything. You can have oh, it, and you know you've worked with people throughout your whole life, whether it was you know in service service in restaurants, you knew who was going to be excellent. Oh, you true. knew Who was going to be yep. a lifer, and you knew who was ha- had ambition. And you know you're still probably friends with the people that were cool that you've ever worked with at most jobs.
2: Yeah. No, I mean, for the most part, unless they were And work. you can
4: have the best job in the world. If you have a horrible atmosphere, you know, it will be it'll be the worst. I mean, I, I have no, I worked a year in corporate, and if I said what the job was and explained it to you, every guy on earth would be like, that's the best job on earth. And it was most miserable. People were fist fighting in the hallways. Yeah, it was it miserable. You spend more time with your coworkers than you do
3: your spouse. Yes. Yeah, that's true. One hundred percent. So you better, you like better like but, them. Well, at least as much as. But, but, you I, know, think, but I think, but I think it's, them.
2: I think it's more up to management though to surround you with people that are quality. Of people. course, you have no choice and weed people out. Yet. I yeah. mean, you know, we we've, we've, you know, I'd like to say that we're perfect in everything that we've done, but you know, I've mishired in the past. Sure. And you get people in, and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, this person's a lunatic. You know, we got, we got to get rid of them, and they don't, they don't stay around very long. Because right. I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna keep you know my eagles by surrounding them with a bunch of turkeys
3: i had uh, I, I had that. to drop my daughter off at her volleyball yesterday in this area and uh, i go to a, a pts and i'm drinking a diet soda because it's like you know monday i'm not trying to yeah just had a long weekend yeah. so i'm drinking this soda but you thought about it for but for <laughs> <a happy laughs> yeah. you thought about <laughs> it it's just so, such a <laughs> habit sitting there there's this older gentleman talking to me about nebraska and oh yeah i do this that and the other and you know, me, I'm pretty friendly. And so I'm with him about football. And, you know, the, the the game is on, the Bills, Patriots game on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all these people, different people kind of there. And all of a sudden, this guy's ham and egg sandwich comes out. And he looks on it. And he doesn't <coughs> see the mayonnaise on his sandwich. This what? Is, he didn't see the mayonnaise on his piece of bread. <laughs> okay. The girl goes, he goes, there's no fucking mayonnaise on this sandwich. And the, <laughs> the waitress is, kind short-staffed. <laughs> Uh, she's like, oh, okay, I can, I can get you some on the side. Let me to go get you some. He goes, yeah, I want you to goddamn give me some fucking mayonnaise on the side. Loses his mind, you guys. I, I don't mean a well, little bit. So the cook comes out, and I don't, you know, English is not his first language. And he's just, you know, trying to manage a kitchen for this restaurant, yeah, for sure. this bar. Yeah. A nice guy. Oh, yeah. He goes, I put mayonnaise on it. He goes, he, he opens his sandwich. He goes, oh, I didn't see that but does that look like enough fucking mayonnaise <laughs> and, and he goes i'll fucking smash this in your face and drag you around the
2: floor you Shut fucking piece up. of shit tell me you tell me I he was of the size that you stood up and intervened at this serious. point did you intervene at this point no
3: i'm watching it going, hey, oh come on hey there's a bartender come on. Okay. No, the bartender knows okay. him okay and there's a dynamic I think this guy is just completely bipolar. Just and long. this guy is 80 years old. He's not a threat to no. anyone.
2: Oh. He is literally 80. So you're saying you probably could have taken him. had uh, you guys yeah, go?
3: Well, nobody, even, if even the cook, to. The cook wasn't too worried about it either. It didn't need my <laughs> okay. intervention. Okay. And I'm sitting there just looking at it going, this is about mayonnaise. Yeah. This is about, oh, uh,
2: don't mayonnaise. Know. We're mayonnaise. talking about mayonnaise? <laughs> We're talking about the meal. We're talking <laughs>
3: about mayonnaise. We're Talk talking about condiment. And so, he freaks out, starts going off, and the bartender is like, Hey, well, you know, yeah, I understand, you know, mayonnaise delicious. <laughs> just this whole thing. <laughs> wait, and I'm going wait. I've so been talking to this guy for twenty minutes. Normal human being, I thought. And then the slightest thing tipped this guy. So imagine you have a job interview. I just reminded me of this because I couldn't imagine. You got this great job interview with somebody, <laughs> you know, you? they meet all the criteria. Oh, super yeah. Super great. And then at one thing, you, you know, you're like sock puppets, and they go,
2: <laughs> "No, <laughs> dude, lose it, it. it 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 has absolutely happened." I had um, uh, <laughs> we we had somebody that worked for us one time. We'll call her Tara Bowl because that was her nickname. Um, that's everybody <laughs> called Tara Bowl, and this chick would come in to a ten o'clock Wednesday meeting, still up from the night before, in like. house slippers and like jammy pants and that lasted once and yeah and it was like whoa you gotta go um yeah there's been a couple of there's been a couple of occurrences over that in the year because here's the problem everybody's fairly normal when they're sober yeah and if somebody has some sort of an issue with something like that you can't really tell until that 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 substance comes around and then you're like and it's banana town
4: oh we we had a lady that. (laughs) God, she was around for three or four years as a, a marketing coordinator. And then one day we found her, uh, parked in the trees and passed out in the, uh, passed out in the stairway. And we're yeah. like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Freaking out. And then like, You're like, found Oh, out it's, the Thursday. Husband, it's yeah, Thursday. The husband's like, oh, oh no,
3: she's, <laughs> a, she's a law firm. I'm I called. used to work at had a, uh, had a, had a retreat. Let's call it. I'll try <laughs> to keep as much detail out cause it involves an active member of the state bar
0: mm. of mm.
3: California now. But, um, This individual, you know, goes to this party and was like, oh, he's a cool guy. He's the new hire. Oh, okay. Three hours in, how many cocktails just absolutely guzzled. Oh, boy. Hitting on people, hitting on the girls. You know, I I think the guy took a piss indoors, not the (laughs) toilet. (laughs) And it's at a rental cabin. Oh, And it's just like. Okay, so you're fired on Monday.
0: Yeah,
4: <laughs> like, yeah. I think. Do not perfect. perfect go out yeah, with that's speed, a perfect speed. thing. <laughs> it is
2: holiday season party yeah, yeah, for your. Yeah, that's company. a great. Se- that's PSA, a great segue. PSA. Drink. Right. If you can't top, handle your drink, Cole, drink top, your thing. Top five worst things you can do at a company party.
4: <laughs> oh, ahead get Christmas. What are well, they going to be? I've seen, I've seen one where people stole from the owners. Okay. Well, that's so always
3: that, uh, not that, the right. That, move. That's always yeah. A move. That was
4: bad one. Two. Uh Uh, Co-workers went and slipped off in the bathroom and didn't lock the stall, and everybody walked in on them. That was a bad move. Okay. Going Uh, to the bathroom or brown chicken, brown cow? Yeah, that one. No. So then uh, there's been ones where people (laughs) have been crying that they've left their wives at the parties and (laughs) went with the assistant. Like, just
2: photocopy photocopy
4: or foibles. Yeah, yeah, I've seen so much stupid shit out here. I think
2: one of the dumbest ones was was one of our parties a couple years ago. Uh, a girl that had been working at the company, not for very long, on somebody's team, uh, offered my wife drugs in the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> no. Isn't it shocking? My wife was like, "Do you guys get offered drugs? Do you like drugs know a lot? who I, do I do. like? Do yeah. you know like? I mean, like, yeah. But yeah. You, do you offer the the wife of the owner of the company drugs know. in the bathroom? Is that offered. a is like that a good so move? you're shocked. Maybe yeah, maybe yeah, it exactly. was a good. Yeah, I, mean, I guess, like, yeah.
3: Hey, it's only prominent in this town, though. 50-50 chance. I've never done cocaine and it seems completely unappealing to me just the yeah. whole concept of it. What was it somebody
2: said uh, <laughs> no, I'm uh, no I'm already bored. So I'm be bored longer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that that's. Well, true. I'm already
3: like I'm already firing on all cylinders all the time. Yeah. The last thing I needed something to get me yeah. Going, yeah, for get more going more. more. Sounds yeah. absolutely awful, but um you should know your shot and I've had a lot of people come up offer me drugs. Right, and I go, what if I would took you know real offense to this? That would be a really oh, bad yeah. move. Yeah. And the other thing too that people come up and do to me, which I completely drives me nuts. I think we talked about it. Well, they'll say some things that are beyond politically incorrect without understanding you know <sighs> yeah. my politics. Oh, or yeah. I'm now. Tell- yeah, no. yeah. yeah. yeah, like, yeah <laughs> this guy
2: knows I'm, what I'm talking about. I, you're like, no, I don't. No, 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 no. I don't. No, 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 no. no, yeah. no, 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 no. Pe- I don't know why people you
3: assume that you and I were going to be on the same <sighs> team on
4: this one that ain't it, pal. Oh, I've <laughs> had people tell me stuff that I'm like, oh, my God, you'd be in jail for life. Stop telling people that. Why are you telling me that, right? Like, I Stop. just sit there, yeah. and I'm like, what the hell? But I get offered drugs a lot. I get offered uh swingers a lot i must just have a fun look to myself i think it's the I th- what was yeah. it? it's the
2: upside down pineapple is that what we decided that uh, the yeah problem? yeah
4: and the rubber rubber rings which i the saw rubber, what, ring, yes. i saw one of my buddies wearing i'm like why are you wear that rubber I, ring i, I, and he just yeah, I was CrossFit. questioning him yeah. after that it's i don't working. know man that
3: rubber ring thing i don't buy it because there's that's a, a, a lot of thing. a lot of people wear it just because we work out that's what yeah, yeah, yeah I I work out
4: huh that's what they all say I was at it, an may, event. Maybe fit people are just uh, more into, more into no, swinging. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It could just be correlation. I got on hit causing. on so bad this weekend, it felt good. But I was sitting there like, What's your name? Where was Bro, this? In was, this? Was in hit on. In my Where defense. did you get he hit on this house. weekend? Was I was at his <laughs> house. Chris had house. a couple of <laughs> <laughs> cocktails. I offered him Coke and he said, No, but he said, I like swinging. He told me he was going to be a future Olympia. Yeah, what's not to like about that? I have been told three or four times in the last five days that I should run for uh, political st- stuff. I'm like, you do not know me. <laughs> well, let I me, did. Let, let I went me... to a political event, got told there twice, went and had lunch with somebody. They text me. It's like, you should run for some sort of office. I'm like, you don't know me. Let me you give you Exhibit A. This
2: is what your wife posted earlier and tagged that's you in. Eight. If you can read that out loud, please. There is no
4: need to repeat yourself. I ignored you the first time. Just <laughs> fine. Wow.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's and great. And the best part man, is, she's so it's nice. a Star Wars character so you won't even know who I don't, who don't this. know who He's who like, is. who's the little green me, man? I don't even know. Who's, <laughs> who's <laughs> this? Why is there an elf in this oh, picture? My, my, <laughs> wife,
4: <laughs> my wife ignored, my wife is like, when she's focused, she's focused. So my the, neighbor calls and goes, hey, do you have a wheelchair? I'm like, what happened? And he's like, I have a." friend they broke their ankle i'm like oh you're all right yeah your wife stopped when it happened said hi just started talking and drove off i go yeah she doesn't focus this she poor didn't old lady broke her ankle <laughs> my wife's over there hey guys
2: we should do lunch bye <laughs> i i will say this about your wife though your wife is a trooper dude oh i mean God. trooper so friday check this out so we go to delilah
5: Right, yeah, for those of you who don't know, Delilah yeah, okay. is
2: is the hardest table in Vegas to get right now. Yeah. It's a very difficult table to get. And, pretty
3: neat. Uh, pretty neat spot though. Yeah. Really dope spot. Worth it. Definitely it's worth uh
2: it. it's essentially like a like a Gatsby era restaurant, yeah, it's just supper gay, club. Kind of throwback cool. cool. And, and, and it was dope, man. Pretty had, cool decor too in the yeah, it was Yeah, an but, amazingly but, but, beautiful room. It's at the Wynn. Yeah. Um and uh my vice president of marketing for our title company, she knows the chef. So she got us a good table and all was well. We went to dinner and we get there and uh <laughs> and like we didn't hear from the from the Amadans all day. We didn't hear. And we're like are they going? Are they not going? What are we doing? And I said, Colt's like, no, we're going. We're going. And we find out, Colt, why, why did we not know if you were going to go, Colt? Explain why we didn't know. <laughs> My wife, like, pretty much
4: died on Friday. <laughs> she almost died around she went, 2 o'clock. Yeah, yeah, it was about <coughs> noon. It was noon exactly because I was going in to meet with somebody at noon. I had left them, and it was a disaster. But she went in anaphylactic shock. So she's definitely uh, cold-missing. Allergic. Acetaminophen.
2: Acetaminophen. Yeah. She was Super. A scissor,
4: huh? Yeah. <laughs> she's so, no, she asked somebody, syrup. she needed an allergy pill. She goes, I need just an allergy pill. Yeah. And someone's like, Well, here you go. It was an allergy sign. Bam. Almost medicine. died. It was a whole disaster. Uh, she sat there and I'm like, At the hospital, the doctor's like, I think she's coming out of it. I think, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Okay. I'm like, eh, I should probably wait like 20 minutes, ass then. <laughs> so I let her <laughs> come and I go, Hey babe, like still good for dinner? Are we yep. still on Dude? for dinner? And she's like is it the uh, she's like I don't know. She's like um how's my face look? So I don't know if you noticed but she was wearing my wife likes to dress pretty and everything but she was wearing long skirt, long sleeve shirt she was Hived up, still swollen. It was she was a but yeah, she yeah, likes to she, drink. But and she dude drink. made it, cocktail in no, hand, ready but, to but go. In all fairness, a lot of people have this thing where if you mention
3: someone's country of origin, they think it's like you know taboo or reason. But she's a legitimate Mexican woman. She's yeah. not. Yeah. She's sturdy. Yeah, yeah like she's, she's she, like eh. she, she, she yeah. me, yeah. tell stories about them growing up on the ranch, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. and just, like they don't yeah. have the same.
4: Kind of level of uh,
3: softness. No, though, no. You know? oh no, mm-hmm. I um, she, just be like,
4: yeah, i just I almost sure. died. Well, I was having really bad heart <laughs> stuff, yeah. and I was like at 184 over like 120 heart or blood pressure, like going crazy she's like I'm, fuck you don't need to go to the hospital but, and I'm, yeah, I had to drive him. myself to the hospital they're like uh, <laughs> hey you know we're going to have to keep you she's like Why, get home I need you to do shit yeah, my this baby's not going to no, take care of yeah, yourself, yeah. No, put some on my Mexican
3: friends are sturdy yeah no you can't and I can't drink with them because they don't stop it's too much
2: well let's take a quick break when we come back I do want to talk more about Delilah I want to talk about some stuff that's trending and I want to talk about like coming to Vegas from New Year's if you haven't done it, if you are here what to expect and the A's and the A's oh, yeah, we'll hit oh. we'll on that idea in just a second <laughs> be right back hey it's John Gafford if you want to catch up more and see what we're doing you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we've things we talked about on the show as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live and if you want to catch up with me on Instagram you, you can always face follow face. me at Gafford. I'm here Give me a shout. Back from the break. Talking about, we worked on my crisis management, but it kind yeah. of has dissolved into nonsense at this <laughs> point. But I did want to kind of get back to that a little bit. Because really, we never really talk about crisis. We got diverted. I was trying. We got I you. were yeah, trying. This is no. <laughs> true. This, this is true. This is true. So again, let's talk about crisis management real quick. So if something happens, you allow yourself to get to, to, to take the punch, take the punch and gather yourself, right. I think is the key. First thing you got to, you, you got to take that second and, and, and absorb the shot, if you will. Don't make a, don't make a knee jerk reaction because uh, that's the worst thing you can do. Again, then sit down, make that list, do the SWOT analysis like you talked about. Figure out what your strengths are, figure out where your holes are going to be, figure out what you're working with. Then start working the problem. And I think if you can relay it from, you've got to move the problem from the bigger focus to smaller problems as it is. For example, you've got to say, instead of, let's say you owned an ice cream store, right? And your manager quit the ice cream store, which I've never seen an ice cream store run by nothing but 16 year olds anyway. So I don't think they, they have managers for those. But anyway, 17 year olds. Yeah, let's say that you have an ice cream store and your manager quits. Well, your problem isn't that your manager quit. That's not your problem. Your problem is who's going to open the door at nine o'clock in the morning tomorrow. That's your problem. So start listing the problems that you have that are created by this person going and then seeing where your existing personnel can plug into those problems or come up with solutions. And then you come up with, in some cases, a different idea of what you need to hire. Right? Like for example, to solve our problem with what we're doing, we're not going to replace the person that's leaving. Because as it turns out, when I did this over the course of yesterday and then the better half of today, I realized that I don't need this person. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of tasks that this person did that I need a replacement for, but I don't need somebody at. And I guess more to the point, at that pay that pay rate that I was paying.
3: Yeah, you might have just gotten a yeah windfall.
2: yeah I don't yeah this is it was a huge huge savings to the company. Um, doing this. But you know, you've got to be careful not to make a decision. Like I'm, the decision was not, is not being made on how much it costs. That's not no. the decision. Because if you start thinking in but those, yeah, if you start thinking in those, in those frames, yeah. you're going to, you're only going to hurt your customer or yeah. your clients yeah, right. or your employees because you're going to start skimping. But what we felt was by going through the list and being able to hand certain things off, we were better off hiring two people that are probably going to be easier to hire and not as well paid as the one person combined. Right. And those two people will actually support our existing staff in our business better than the one person could. Right. And so, I think by breaking it down that way uh, in anything in your life. I mean, don't look at it as, you know, for example, like there's pros there's there's, there's positives and negatives negatives in anything. Like for example, if Colton's wife split up tomorrow, which is always a you know, could happen. She could wise up any minute. Yep. Yeah, he'd be sad,
3: but uh, but he'd live longer.
2: You, the risk of death would be gone. Yeah.
3: There, okay. you go. there you you'd, go. She's going to kill you. You'd be she would be safe, <laughs> and she Wait. won't go to prison.
2: Yeah. Would you be more... Okay. Hold on, Let's talk this it out. Yeah. Would you, be yeah let's process. get through this. <laughs> Hold would on. you be might more be apt? Would you be more apt? Do you think if you split up, she she'd be more apt to kill you, or be staying married to her, she more apt to kill you?
4: <sighs> I don't know. It's half and half. Which <laughs> I don't think that's 50
3: It's true. That's It's a coin flip. The line is like a twenty five. Yeah, it's not
4: yeah. Yeah. It's no. just 25 I, I, if she, well, no, no, she, she's one of those that's like, go F yourself. Like if I left her for some reason, yeah. she's just like, go F yourself. She's one of those that will just absorb stuff. She's good at crisis management sometimes she overreacts a little too quick. She needs to absorb it a little better. Yeah. But I think that's... This doesn't have to be... You don't have to be CEO of a company to have this happen. This could be something as simple in your work as a client screwed up or did something, you know, or you yeah. screwed up. Absorb the impact. Think it out. The worst thing you can ever do is knee-jerk react. Yeah. You know what I was Like, you go, oh, I need to go rehire somebody for the right same now. price and the same right thing. Now you just hired somebody instead you know, right and, yeah. And, and yeah. Instead of doing it the right way. And I think that's also with there's that fine line of don't react and react because you can't let shit go too long where you don't react to it and it becomes a bigger problem. Well, you have to
2: take some but, action.
4: So you have to react at that right time. And the, sometimes that reaction needs to be in two hours. Sometimes that reaction needs to be in a month. It I think, doesn't. Right. I think that's it on comes down thing. to
3: understanding your business yeah. though, to know how yeah. you can react. I was thinking about something the other day. I was in traffic And I'm like, God, nobody ever is going to get out of here making a left turn. Then I thought to myself, man, I've been able to make every left turn I've ever needed to make. Ever. 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 I'm not stuck in traffic right now. No. And so I think to myself a lot of times, we tend to think of these things in terms of infinites or... Oh my God! This is the worst traffic light I've ever been in, in my whole life. <laughs> Everything's right? over. I'm right. gonna be here literally forever. Right? What's well, like? I, I'm not at that traffic. Well, it's like what there. McConaughey
2: was saying, like referring to things as unbelievable is the it, dumbest it, thing you could do. Yes, it's believable. It's you you just saw it. Just it. Happen, right? <laughs> like, why is that unbelievable? You <laughs> yeah, just saw it, it happen. Just happened. Like, oh, this is unbelievably
3: yeah. good. No. So, it's not. so every crisis you've ever had in your whole life, think about. Oh God, I have a zit before prom. Oh my God, my wife's gonna leave me. All these things, everything that's ever happened to you. If you're a generally mentally healthy person and you've gotten over it, you're here today, not thinking about anything that used to be the biggest boondoggle of your entire life. No,
2: well, it's it's like everything it,
3: will it, be fine.
2: Again, for for me, comes back to modern stoicism or classic stoicism: Amore fate. Love everything. Love fate is what that stands for. Amore fate. Meaning that whatever happens, embrace it, love it, be happy that it did. And and so I told all the employees, we're going to use this as an opportunity to get better. And I think that's what change effectively can either cripple you or it can give you an excuse to get better. Has there
4: been anything in your life that hasn't made you better? Like any major disaster? Like, oh, I could have done without that in life. Like- Couple cavities here and there, maybe. Yeah, but other than that, like yeah. you think of anything? The, bad. Old, the
2: old root canal. Not really sure what that's for. Not um, sure. I, I learned I may a lot about one myself.
4: Of those. But, yeah. um, but they're really
2: you think yeah, about like there, there's there's a there's a couple of uh, you know yeah a couple think, of lawsuits or yeah, maybe just no. piling on yeah so, plantar fasci- but, plantar fasciitis.
4: But wasn't just, great. But in in, in ten years
2: diverticulitis. Yeah. You really need that. Yeah. <laughs> that could have gone in ten years without these lawsuits. And
4: you'll utilize what you learned dealing with that piece of crap. You'll learn. You know you, it will. It will. I, 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 I learned about Z Packs from John. Yeah, I'm gonna, oh, I, yeah,
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Egypt ass. We'll call it. Is something I could have done completely without that. But you know what? Belly, it yeah. probably
4: <laughs> got you guys a little thinner. Oh, your no, your no, no. weight. No. There's
2: nothing. The, that was worth. Took two
3: positive. years off my life.
2: <laughs> it, it really, <laughs> really did take Nice cleansing for you guys. Oh, got into details,
3: my friend. But just let. But no one to pull the trigger on medicine. Unlike your wife, who's like, you got a 180 over. 120 hard yeah.
0: yeah
5: go
3: see somebody yeah. men you're, you're, die younger because we don't go see people you know, you know it's oh, she he,
4: was so well i sat there and had lunch with a guy and i go he died for like 15 minutes he had a hard deck and died on a golf lunch? course oh no no and I, but i was having lunch and so i was like you know i'm really intrigued by these stories which he's like i'm not afraid to die it was the most peaceful most amazing thing in my life but he goes you know just me being a man you know two freaking three four days before i knew i was having a hard deck I was getting, I was just burning up. I couldn't breathe this and that. He goes and just didn't go doctor. So he goes, the doctor said most people die because they don't listen to their body. Yeah.
2: Well, well, that's why, that's why men are cheaper to insure than women because men don't go to the doctor. Is that true? <laughs> Absolutely. If you yeah. look at actually I got men at higher no, actual no. risk. No, 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 no. Just die men, off. men are cheaper to insure because they do oh, not seek. I medical thought it was attention. maybe
3: pregnancy too. And that oh, big no, no, tax no, no. That's
2: that, that's part of the actuary <laughs> tables. If you look at the frequency, men in which go. men go to the doctor, and which women go to the doctor. Wow, it's it's a proportional perfect different. sense actually. And yeah, you know, men don't go to the doctor. And let me ask you a question. It's radiative. Let me ask you a question. Have you been to a dermatologist at any point to have something looked at? Yes.
3: yes. One time. Would you
2: have done that? Without your wife saying you need to no, go to a dermatologist. No, I, I did do
3: it with something. I had like a, oh, cherry angioma. It was this thing? It, it's so, so stupid. No, it's like uh, when a blood vessel comes to the the edge of your skin. All right. If you if you if it gets cut open, it doesn't stop bleeding. Oh, good. Literally, it will bleed and bleed and bleed. She so have to like plug it up and do all this stuff. So I went to a dermatologist one time to have them cauterize it. Was that, your, was that your call? Yeah, because, okay. because I do jujitsu and stuff. And you so, could see it. So sometimes it, and it was
2: it there. Yeah, yeah. T- literally right there. And you could see it going it's, on. It's oh. just a red dot. Got it. It's really I, nothing. Got it. But no. it,
3: just, it just bleeds so much that but, you're like, hey,
4: I it. But do like something. the dermatologist.
2: Like, have you been a dermatologist, cult? Called- uh, Why, well, yeah, I've, I've never had. been. Do- did I, did
3: I,
4: your I've wife had, make you go, or did you go? No, I i, I did because I've had uh, cancer. so I'm the only jerk off no, <laughs> that like, no, no, to go because i no, I I've had bad cancer multiple times, like the skin killed my grandpa. I, I should, right, yeah. I watched my grandpa well, I had cu- die I had, I had in see, my head, I had the yeah. Would cut no, off the go. Back.
2: Go. I had a cut off, yeah.
4: No, I uh, I probably should have gone seen a
3: couple
0: years ago.
3: I went to the doctor the last time I went to the doctor, I think. Was to get a PCR test to go out of country. The only time I've been to a doctor, doctor was when I probably did my physical for my pilot's license five years ago. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, the the only
3: time t- I haven't gone to the doctor. I the, didn't.
2: the only time I voluntarily said like I need to go to the hospital was I had uh, we were in California, and it turned out I had an I had a lung infection, which was really weird because I wasn't yeah. coughing and I wasn't. Yeah, Like I wasn't, it, the, the, my lungs got infected before I got the sickness. Mm-hmm. I ended up getting sickness a couple days later. I thought I was having a heart attack. Like my, jet, yeah. like it hurts so bad in my chest. I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. I went, nine and nine, but I do mean, that's the only could, time. Other you than you that, just I'm just like. You
3: just get stitches in your head. You're yeah, yeah, dude. Because of Christine. My wife, my, yeah, cause my, cause my Christine, dude, killer, I'm, ta- I'm telling you right thing.
2: now, when, when I, when I bash my, when I bash my head open because of Christine, whatever, <laughs> I, I was like, just going to go to like. Can you Walgreens explain to
3: people what Christine is in terms yes. of like your, so, your wife's car? So my wife's car is
2: trying to murder us all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, too, like at one point within a three week period, it gave me a, a, a gaping head wound as I walked around the corner from a valet right head. before I got, <laughs> went to valet. So I, I went there, I had to go through TSA with like literally a bleeding head. Wound, so that car which,
3: knows the taste of your blood. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it,
2: it got, exactly. Got a taste for blood. And then, uh, within two weeks, my wife slammed her hand in the door so hard that it broke her platinum wedding band in half. And, uh, and she's got, you know, deep, the doctor, the doctor bones, said, good
4: thing you're wearing a wedding band. Yeah. when she lost, her finger. lost your finger. So yeah. I told her, I said,
2: you, you know, Hey, for marrying you, you're welcome again. Yeah, Cause yeah. Now you know, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> yeah. now you'd be save single with life. nine fingers. Be <laughs> happy, <laughs> <double> <laughs> happy, That's how you do it. Uh, like, I wouldn't have that car unless we were married though. Right, that's a good point. She wouldn't have it. You no, know, that's, that's funny. Cause you know, we're talking about, you said leaving your wife, which we all know would never happen, yeah. but I, uh, it gets to the point now where we're going out here because Vegas, believe it or not, if you don't live here, Vegas is a pretty small town. Very small. It's uh <laughs> you see people, you know, everywhere you go. Yep. And, uh, and it's funny and being in the business that we're in here, we're pretty, we're pretty visible folks. And uh, no matter where I kind of go, people come up and, and say, Hey, say hi to me, whatever that either. I don't know. And I, I love that, whatever, but I can just see it in my wife's face. <laughs> I can just see it. Like, don't even ever dream the dream that you could get away with anything. Yeah, like, right. like they no. can, like there's nowhere, nowhere. you could no. go. You can't hide anywhere no. in this that's world. Almost, that that's almost see. better that way. No, yeah. it, it, is, it, is. it is. I it is. tell it
4: my is. wife all the time. You think I'm going to cheat on you? Dude? You couldn't. You how do people cheat in this town? I it is no, so no small. I, they were sitting there. They were talking at dinner about. There was a couple in front of them making out the whole night at the oh, hockey right. game. It was
3: like someone else's. They were, they were, t-
4: oh, they were yeah, they were yeah. cheating. They're at the hockey game and where he, 30 it,
2: people around them. And here's the, here, well, here's the worst part. <laughs>
3: I just maybe don't no, care No, 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 that no,
2: no, no, uh, yeah, no, no, here's, here's the worst part. So apparently this couple took the company hockey tickets, which were in the rafters, but right. not all the way in the rafters because some other people had the other company hockey tickets that were sitting behind them and they were just making out the whole time. And they were like, film, you know, the people that I know yeah. were filming it, and making fun of it, and laughing at these people, not knowing who they were. And then all of a sudden, somebody's like, oh my God, I know those two oh, people. Oh, that's, that's, Bobby, that's yeah, Bob's yeah, life. Jamie. I know, yeah, I know those two people, and they <laughs> together in uh, in yeah, real life, which is together. funny. So, yeah, eyes everywhere, Sin City, my ass. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> like yeah you think it's going to be clandestine, sound like dark restaurant? No, there's
2: no place dark enough. if you live in Summerlin,
3: yeah, you could have a uh no. a mistress nope. in Henderson. Nope, nope. nope. I don't this think town is is so small. Okay, nope. let me ask nope. you we this. Can't. If, you, walked- if you're from Summerlin or Henderson and you were uh engaged in an extramarital affair by it's a bar in Nellis. You'd know somebody. No you wouldn't. Again. Absolutely yeah. Nellis anywhere Nellis. in the Northern Triangle. Okay? okay. Let me put it this way.
5: Oh, Aliante
3: would, Station. Aliante Station. I think I still uh, would. Yeah. I think I would no, still. I, 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 I think I I'd still I know somebody. I couldn't find someone to save my life by giving me a phone number of anyone I knew at the cannery if they got on the PA.
2: You know, I think we, we, I we, don't we don't might know. have to. We, you <laughs> know, we, we might, might have to put this we, to a test. Okay. We might okay. have have to go like go one night. Bonitas. One night we'll have to go to like Aliante. <laughs> is Aliante Station even still open? I don't know, but I think Chicas Bonitas. But here's the
4: thing.
3: So here's the thing. You're saying Vegas is a small town. Yes. Now it is amongst young professionals, young-ish professionals. True. Which I would qualify myself as. Leaving that designation. Yeah, yeah, sure. Still I started my career here as a young professional. So mm. you know, I'm forty one, so I don't know what that's worth. But um the people who are within my age group who are professionals, there's a good to fair chance that I know you or I'm very close to somebody that you are friends with too.
2: Yeah. I so, love I love how not, not not the flex on you a little bit. What's that? <laughs> Chris with me because you have half season on your hockey tickets right
3: yeah yeah. Share my and, and,
2: and Chris sits up where your ears pop
3: and um, oh my god I, go section here? K206 okay. look but it but up. Let me, it's let, lovely but let me ask but Dale,
2: <laughs> let me ask you a question sir how many people did you know in my, being an attorney in Vegas how many people did you know in my section well, right. versus that's how many you know say. in your that's section that's
3: what I said to John I go Oh, it's not that I don't know that many people at hockey games, I just know more people in your sex <laughs> section. Like yeah. I'm the cheap asshole. <laughs> yeah. 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 In my defense, both my football tickets and my right. hockey
4: tickets are cheap as shit.
3: But I still see the game, yeah. right? And it's I can sell game. them for and more they're than not, they're worth. They're and not they're enough cheap. to come out
4: of pocket like six figures. They're not they're not cheap either. Uh, any ticket in these yeah. g- the no, most I mean, expensive
3: tickets in the I don't know. In- I'm one of those people where, you know, it's nice to go sit courtside or whatever. I was courtside for yeah. the last Sonic's home game ever. Yeah. But for me the most part, I actually like my tickets to watch hockey. See
2: yeah, because you can kinda see backwards. You, right?
3: you kinda see the whole ice better. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and two Do they
2: do they come with one of those things like the little glasses that flip over on a stick i <laughs> you just got to little game in a section, have of a
3: game in my section, have I? No. So if you go to a game of that, I got like, bad,
2: I got bad knees. I can't make call.
3: You, you might be like, oh, this is actually pretty sweet, because <laughs> it's not the, the stadium's not that big. No, it's yeah. tiny. Raiders Stadium. My seats okay. up to the point where no, I'm, no, not, no. Reading, I'm I, not reading. I'm not reading names I, on jerseys.
2: I saw you. I saw you too in that stadium from those super high seats, man. And and when they were singing Vertigo, like I had Vertigo. That's yeah, how I it, was up there. Yeah, the The, tic- the Raiders tickets.
3: Fast. I would have probably uh, dusted off the old wall a little bit
2: more for yeah. But, but it's, it's, was, it's nuts. Yeah. They yeah. start winning,
4: you're going to It doesn't matter. You know, but but see, that event. brings you another yeah, point. See, exactly. That, that,
2: that was, you know, so I took the boy to Foo Fighters, right? We talked about yeah. that on Thursday. That was a Thursday thing. And we took him, and I didn't buy the tickets. Right. Because I am, look, here's the thing I'm in for a penny, I'm in for a pound. If I'm going, I'm going. Right. Like, I'm not the, if I'm in the oh, building, it's Guns okay. Yeah, that ain't it. Yeah, no, I'm, exactly. I'm the opposite. I'm not. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm with If I'm going, I'm going. Like, I want to go. And uh, this was my son's first concert. You know, he's thirteen, about to be fourteen, and that's what he really wanted to do. And we were sitting up in, you know, up in the top, which again, small theater, Dolby, but you're still really high up there. And we were way away from the band. And dude, there was no energy whatsoever in that in that whole thing. Yeah, there was none. It was just it was just dead flat, no energy whatsoever. And I told my son after after basically being up there. I mean, everybody's just kind of singing Foo Fighters. They're kind of just rocking in their chair. And I told my son. I said, what'd you learn about this? And his response was, well, I guess bands aren't as good live as they are, as you think they're going to be. And I said, nope, no, 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 no. That's not the lesson because the reason you you weren't there is because we let somebody else buy our seats. If you really want to enjoy a concert, don't ever let someone else buy your seats because if they suck, you're going to be bitter about it the whole time. And literally there was no energy up there. It was a terrible, it was so bad that I almost offered to take him again
3: to some other spot.
2: No, to Foo Fighters because I played two nights. I almost took them against Saturday, but I didn't have it
3: didn't happen to me. You know, I actually didn't really love the Foo Fighters live, but that's what? that's neither here nor there. I'm not I'm not the hugest fan. I I like some of their songs, cool. But so that brings up a good point, though. If you're truly a fan of a football game, yeah. or the or the Foo Fighters or the UFC specifically, yeah, I'm such a fan of the UFC that I don't even want to go live.
2: No, I'd rather watch yeah. it on TV. I, I want to watch I'd the rather-
3: TV, and I want to watch yeah, replays, and I want to see the commentary and hear hear the commentary and see what's going on. If you're a real fan of football, don't go yeah. to a football game. A football no. game is to go no. to enjoy Get the drunk, atmosphere. The yeah. kind of the atmosphere. Go out, have a couple drinks, hang yeah. with your wife, watch a bit of football. Yeah. To sit at home on my couch in front of a, I have a 85-inch screen television. Right. In my house. Yeah. right And I got replay, and I got the whole thing. So yeah. if it's a game I give a shit about,
2: you know, you want to you want to watch that home. on yeah, television. Yeah, and, and plus UFC, that's those the price of those tickets in in Vegas. Cool. I cannot get my head around why it's worth that much to go watch those fights. It's cool. It's cool if you
3: have really good seats. Well, no, like like you and I went to the Tyson Fury fight. We, we one saw we saw
2: a Wilder Fury fight. It yeah, was good. That's right. I don't even know how much those tickets were, but I but because you paid for them, right? But, they, <laughs> they were, but I'm sure they were. They so, were astronomical. Yeah. I'm sure.
3: Yeah, those fight those tickets were. uh you know they're just. You know what I think uh, uh, Couture gave them to me, or oh, did I, I, I don't know if I bottom Couture. Anyway, oh, no. it's a good friend of mine who's literally right, a UFC right. fighter. So right. you yeah. know that if you if you if you're friends with Dana White or maybe like yeah. Larry Epstein or you something, what, but, you can get tickets to those events and go. And I encourage you to go because it's wonderful live yeah. if you're close. Do not buy bleeder tickets for What's the UFC. What's the point? If I'm going to go to UFC, I, I, that's where you need to either be right up front or stay at home and watch. Same, it. With, yes. boxing, you yeah, know, same with boxing. I've yeah,
4: even boxing. I sat, I sat really close in boxing. and You're like, oh I can't wow, because the ropes, well, in the way, yeah, and, and you're the rings sitting there the way, and you're like, kind of and those are bad. stupid expensive. You're just dropping thousands and thousands per ticket, and you're sitting there like that seemed like a closer fight, and then you get home watch a replay, and you're like, God, he didn't land anything that looked like he landed. Yeah, even as close as John and I were for the Tyson Fury.
3: My favorite part of that was uh, finding a, a an old fashioned that was almost as good as the la- yeah. Lazy
4: Dog one. That, was, that oh. was exciting. You know, that's always Delilah exciting. had an amazing old fashioned. But I'll say,
2: you know, I'll say this about the though: the cocktails were like mm-hmm. minute, they're
4: tiny, and they're not worth it. It was but. like a shot. Oh no! Uh, yeah, I, I drank, thought the, co- I I thought I the drank cocktail drank size was four, crazy. four old fashions. I'm like, I yeah. feel like I had yeah. just twenty dollars cocktails one. Are, yeah. are fine. If they're, if they're not paying. a thimble,
2: yeah. yeah, and like we were drinking, we were drinking martinis, and I'm like, dude, I want like, I want like the big bowl, olives with
3: we're the with in Las with the, Vegas. I want yeah, a bowl. they yeah, little tiny, and a little itty yeah. tiny. Yeah, just yeah. maybe they didn't have those back. And sometimes the 20s. restaurants get too cool for them. Good, you should. The cost of liquor is not a problem in terms of the sale no. of liquor. No, 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 no. Liquor's no. free. You know, yeah, I understand. They're making, they're,
2: they're, they're making their money for sure.
3: Speaking yeah. of making margins, what's going on with the Oakland A's? I haven't been following it. Okay, so, sorry, I got to do this to you. Because no. just, we're talking about no, sports no, no, already? No,
2: well, back to, God, return to the bad sports show because none of us know. Like, well, But that's Colt a real estate other. play. It is I a real estate play. I mean,
3: basically, because what's the Tropicana worth? It has to be worth yeah. like $800, dollars well, million. Well,
2: they, they, they made an offer on the Tropicana to- to How much? Uh, I don't even know. What, I don't know if they disclosed it. I would it.
3: say the Tropicana is million?
4: $500 million. Yeah, uh, But the, the land on Las Vegas Boulevard- but yeah. why land, land oh. is land over there is probably what? 17 million in acres. The, acre.
2: yeah, the, the why whole they
3: buying that place for the old or uh, the Ferris wheel was going to go.
4: I, I don't because know. I, FAA, I don't know. I think. And it's not big enough.
2: Yeah, but the problem the problem with this is is like we have Mark Davis who's the poorest of all NFL owners, <laughs> which is one of the reasons that we're going to stay quagmired in the situation we're in for as long. Tell as you we what, do.
4: though, I do like that guy. I've met him multiple nice times. guys, sure nice, not sure. nice, nice guy, guy. I, multiple yeah. times, and I'm telling you, he was a delightful guy. Not, nice, great, no,
2: nice guy, but you got to yeah. you got to pick an owner. Oh, are taking no, you taking, totally are you taking Kraft just, or you taking him. No, I, who well, are you taking? Uh,
3: I mean, Kraft would like it here too with yeah. the amount of. Places we
2: have where you can go. <laughs> Hey-oh. Hey-o. No, but I'm just saying that's bad. So, so I, I don't know. Massages. I don't know where. I don't know where <laughs> Oakland's ownership, you know, ranks on in terms of, of financial, you know, power.
3: They had half. it of a movie, uh, Moneyball. Moneyball. Years, ball. Yeah, but it's
2: it's it's ridiculous. So you're gonna take a team, and baseball is a sport where man, you got to buy a championship. It's
3: pay
2: to play. Yeah. It is 100. percent Go out and buy buy those trophies, yep. and Dude, look at already what's happening with the Raiders. I mean, the attendance was not that great. It, that was, it was it was probably okay. 80%. 80% for the inaugural season, you can get in but it, mean, spend, it's, it was
3: 100%, 100%, 95%, 90%, 90% percent, you know, it's it's trending in the wrong direction. So so
2: my point is, you throw a team out there that's middling that, that it's a middle of the road team. And there's what 180 games in a season for baseball? 162. 162 games in baseball. 161 or something. I mean, you throw a Tuesday day game out there? Yeah, but we have who's going to be who's in the stands? Yeah, well, you know, yeah, this, this
4: is a money. this is a crowd. This is a town that middle Tuesday somebody's weekend. It might work on but that, for but for baseball? No. People come
3: in town for that. I yeah. you got to remember, don't underestimate the nerds.
2: No, but, okay, but, like, you, you mentioned this the other night. You said the nerds. Like, like you said, oh, I take my daughter to a, to a game at Dodger Stadium. No, I take her to a Dodgers game every year. That's, I, ma- year that's magic. A- have you been to a game at Wrigley? Uh,
3: I went no. to, I took her to Dodgers. I took her to um, Colorado this year for the Dodgers game. All right, yeah. so Dodgers.
2: Have you, been, have you been to a game at Wrigley? No. No, Wrigley's magical. No. That's would, you, right, would, you I go, would you go to a game in the Bronx and see? see yes. Absolutely. Play? Yes. Who cares about the newest dome that yeah. That they're playing? Who cares?
3: Well, the, the, the Yankees are playing in, like, a brand-new stadium, though.
2: Are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well,
3: yeah, well, about five years ago. Yeah, five but it's, years still ago, it it's still the Yankees. It's still well, the and, Yankees. And they win. So yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, mean, it's got a different baseball culture and all that stuff. But people from Oakland will come down. People are looking for a reason to go to Vegas. I yeah, just, I, I'm okay with it I, look, as long you, as no public yes, money. if you want to do it, yeah, I'm no all for
2: it as long money. as there's no public money involved. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I just don't think – I mean, I think with the stadium, with the Legion, with them doing – you know. With them being tax. public money, with that, yeah. that's a facility that has multi multi purpose to it, and I agree with that multi purpose yeah. on it. I, I see that they can do lots more things UNLV with it. And yeah, UNLV plays there, and they were the,
4: uh, losing his football in the yeah. in our conferences here too. I yeah, just yeah. I don't get how you cannot pick up twenty four good athletes. I just don't get it. No, I, in, looking, in, in, in I get it. Modern but... college football is... Let's bring this back to John's point about
3: talent management. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's all
2: about talent management. Yeah. But but again, I think it's one of those things where the, the stadium was okay with me because it had a large multi-purpose deal to it. Yeah, We've right. had concerts come through Rolling there. We've got Stones, all kinds of stuff Rolling Stones yeah. come through okay. there. I think eventually they will probably leverage that stadium to get the Cowboys back. Did it make you sad seeing the Cowboys this year yeah, knowing that it's, yeah. then they're gone? Did it make you sad? Oh,
4: they'll, they'll be what? back. The,
2: the Cowboys are NFL, done, man. This last year, yeah. NFR is done, man. They're this not the coming last, back. Why? They're going to Texas because they don't oh. like what they didn't like what uh, man, they don't like our, our government's little rules. They don't like our governor's rules, so they're like, "You guys can suck it. We're out of here. We're going to that's Texas." A, that's I,
4: that's the twelfth of our economy. Yeah, dude. That's all of December. I, it made me sad to see a the lot cameras. of money. PBR, PBR, NFR. It's it. all right there. Yeah, that they are in town from end of. They are in town for a whole month. Yeah, and they a month. spend a month. lot of money. Okay,
3: go to Henderson lot Executive lot Airport.
4: People always like to think of like
3: money in terms of some guy in New York, with some yeah, some, some woman, some, some socialite in Los yeah. Angeles. Those ranchers are so rich. They're oh are my god! So, so Henderson Executive Airport's yeah. private jets yeah stacked it was full oh yeah of private jets from all this country for rodeo and they're oh, yeah.
2: all such i mean good more people. than and they're more
3: great i love i love cowboys good. more than 4th oh, of july more yeah than, more than new
2: year's Eve. yeah good people and they're gone because they're because rich. Of, yeah they bring money because of the politics in the state and it's and it's unfortunate yeah. but i think again back to allegiant i think they will eventually leverage allegiant to get the cowboys back
4: yeah i think i think, I think the, the cowboys like vegas you I know, think they, they, they're already in Texas. Yeah, Why do you
2: want to go to Texas yeah, again? They, do more Texas stuff. No, yeah, no, we'll yeah, get them
4: back. Yeah, yeah I, I've always said that they they really enjoy the Vegas, the cowboy, the real cowboy people I know. Yeah. They enjoy coming to Vegas.
3: You know, Nashville's they a like cool town, uh, Austin's a cool town, but at the end of the day, people want to come to Las Vegas for a good reason. Well,
2: let's talk about that though, because we have New Year's Eve coming up, and I didn't want to touch on that a little bit. Yeah. If you're thinking of coming to Vegas, because I you know, today when I'm trying to deal with my crisis management, I'm getting blown up. By uh, like three different Everybody. people, like, what are we doing for New Year's? We could go here. We could do this. I'm <laughs> oh, like we
3: were supposed to throw a house party. I'm we like,
2: I'm really, <laughs> ho- I'm really not in a. I'm really not in the headspace to do this yeah. right now. Like, I can't, I can't with this right now. Right. Can we can we table this twenty four hours. Yeah, we but if you've never down. been, if you've never been to Vegas for New Year's Eve, what are some things that you can expect,
3: boys? We've done a house party at my house, which is nice and fine. Bring the kids, all that. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, but yeah. I'm just saying. But New, New Year's I'm, Eve right, for, I'm a saying,
4: local, for me, for locals. I can go literally open it. up my my blinds and watch the whole thing and go back to sleep. I love it. But if you're young, you're coming to Vegas, just know that you've got to be on this strip by about, what, 6 o'clock, yeah. 5 o'clock? You have S- to be there. Six. It shuts down. Yeah. You can't drive there anymore. Well, that and was you the, will be stuck there until 4 or 5 yes, in the morning. You're, that, you're doing 12 you're hours, to, uh, Well, that and was, it's cold. Sorry, but yeah. it is cold. It is cold, if too. If you don't, go don't, outside, don't dress like Don't dress like you're going to EDC. No, no, no. no
2: dress like you're going to New York City. There, there's yeah. the there's the whole, you know. Good, I, good call, Cole Like, like we just talked about the, the favorite memes, which was like, oh, Vegas ain't ready for us. Yeah, yeah they've never seen four dudes share a in room. A, and,
3: in a Macy's yeah. button-down, share a room yeah. with the Golden Nugget. Wait in Wait line, line for two hours
2: to get in a club, just yeah. buy a $12 Bud Light and yeah. go home. And lose $35 on blackjack. Yeah. yeah.
4: It was crazy, bro. <laughs> yeah. You, you better. We have seen that. The <laughs> best thing to do is find <laughs> a thank, nice one. Thank lounge. you for that.
2: We appreciate you. I we want that. you to come back. But yeah, we have it.
4: But we see it on Tuesday in the middle Slow week. buy a table at a club that's a yeah. fun time it's going to cost yeah. you yeah, but anything's just, going to cost you a lot of money go yeah. to a lounge go what somewhere you, like that what
2: okay let's let's say you want to come to vegas you want to go to and i'm not talking about let, let's leave out the big boys i'm not talking about the new club at resorts mm-hmm. world i'm not talking okay, about try to get, i'm not talking about the win. Oh, let's talking about what what's the budget i should plan on for me and my striped shirt button down friends oh, coming to Vegas to party it up for the weekend, what? What? I mean, what do you think yeah, the budget? A thousand
3: bucks each, at least a thousand. At least, each. yeah, no, I no, would no. say. You're and that's a Macy's button
4: down guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I would say thousand, if you're not,
2: if you are not planning on dropping a, thousand a night,
4: each. 20, if you're not planning on dropping twenty grand at a night, I don't though. think. I think that's a little. No, I think that's a table at a club. That's what I'm saying. At, yeah, at the it, nightclub, not everybody has to do that. No, but I'm Dude, saying, but you're not going to get in. You're not going to get in unless you start
2: no. on New Year's Eve. If you don't have a table reservation, you can hang it up. Standing in that calls too. I wonder what that's. No, be but like. standing in that. Yeah, hort, standing know. in that line. Now look, here's the deal. You can come here. There's a. I mean, you can just go to Red Rock. Go to no, but, Green no. no but see, what's the point then? If you go to Green right. Valley, you got a Red Rock. Why even come here? Yep. But my point is, you can go to if you just like. I'm going to go to a bar. Like for example, you could probably roll up in like the piano bar at New York, New York, and have a killer good time. Probably slams yeah. too. Yeah, but you They're can not, get in. It's if gonna be so many people. If you're coming people. thinking you're going to I'll yes, Club as or a, you're, yeah, you're going to you're going to you know excess, if you think you're just gonna roll up on no, it, you're no, not.
3: No, that's where you're right. Twenty grand for a table. You're not. You're yeah. looking at that. But that. So to me, it started not hit my radar because I would want to find a place. You know, what was a cool place? Like the Ghost Bar, or Voodoo Lounge on the, the Rio yeah. and the Palms because the they were off times. the Strip. Yep, and you have the best view of Las Vegas from yeah. the Rio. Yeah,
2: yeah. Is, is Voodoo even still open? I, I have no idea because no, those were my two favorite no, views. None of, of that city.
4: stuff is open, but it, those are beautiful. The Rio? Views. The Rio, the Rio's not open. The uh, Rio, the Rio's, no, Rio's open. open. I not don't think Voodoo's open, open.
5: But,
3: but I, I, I think still they not. have some kind of. I'm sure they have something. Clubs and restaurants that have a view.
4: Yeah, and the fireworks going off is pretty cool. I think what you need to do is you need to either get there and post up. At a lounge and be prepared to rack up a couple thousand dollar bill I'm gonna if g- you're going to sit there. I'm yeah. going to give
2: you a better piece of advice. If oh, I'm coming if I'm coming to Vegas, this is what I'm doing. I'm getting a one bedroom, I'm getting my buddies or whatever it is, I'm getting a one bedroom suite at Cosmo with a balcony.
3: I think that's, that's
2: cool. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. You're
3: gonna I mean it's probably, it's probably gonna cost probably you two booked. G's. Probably gone.
2: Yeah, if, it, if it's not, it's gonna be a two night minimum going to cost you a couple diesels, yeah. but it's cheaper than going to a club. You're right in the middle of everything. You can throw go down party. Chandelier Bar. Yeah. You're right there. Again, you're probably not going to get into Marquee unless it's That's late. That's a strong
3: move. That's a good move. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love that move. We've but done they that. they may have some concessions too at the hotel if you are might, a guest.
2: They yeah. might. You know, one of the funniest things, we did that one year and I loved it. Uh, one of the best was, so we, we throw a party in. and this is years ago. We get one of the uh, wraparound suites at, in, uh, at Cosmo and Christy goes, or Gidget goes, Christy's here. Who's her best friend? She goes. She's downstairs. Go get her. And I said, okay. So I go down, and Christy has brought meatballs. Were you there at this party? I was there. You were there. Christy brought meatballs. So I, like a whole crock pot full of meatballs, right? So I go yeah, down. I was, I was literally there. Yeah, and I'm dressed normally, right? So, yeah. I, so it's I go like down. Ten years ago, John. I, yeah, I go, it's like ten years ago. I go down to get her. She's in the parking deck, and we're coming up, and she's dressed to the nines, and I'm dressed like yeah. an Adidas sweatsuit, right? And
4: <laughs> it's Macy's. Shirt. And
2: I look at, and these other people being get in the elevator, and I look at Christy, and I go, look. I know it's weird, but this bachelor party's, you know, they're paying extra. So just do the meatball thing. <laughs> the meatball. And if, <laughs> it gets, meatball if it gets too weird, just beat me uh, and me and Horace will come busting in. No, but yeah. look, it's totally worth the two grand. And the people at the elevator were like, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> <the hell>? people <laughs> that don't know John <laughs> Gofford
4: don't, don't get an elevator. He's done
2: that to me. Uh, <laughs> so no sure. before I, I love a good, I love a little elevator humor. But yeah, that's that's it. great. Like, yeah. guys. So that's what we got for this week. Man, and again, if you like what we do, tell a friend. Uh, if you hate it, tell too, because it doesn't matter if we're talking good or bad. What is it, cult? Oh, as long as they're talking about as you. As long as they're talking enough. about you. <laughs> at all. That's all. <laughs> see you off, next time. Know. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. We'll, we'll right. share we're any links that we've things we talked about on the show, as well as links it's to the YouTube sweet, where I you can watch us live. Again, yeah. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. I'll give me a shout. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes, give us a rating, and leave a review. Oh.
0: It's that time of year again. Time to decide if you've been naughty or have you been nice. Of course, you've been nice. Head to driveway.com now and upgrade your sleigh. When you buy from driveway, there's no pressure or haggling. We offer our best
5: price up front, online financing options, and a worry-free seven-day or 400-mile money-back guarantee. That's driveway, an easy car buying experience that's delivered right to your, well, like the name says, driveway. You may be into punk rock.
1: Soft rock or classic rock, R&B,
2: hip hop, or house, country, techno, or techno country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about community COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer.
1: hey everybody welcome back to the thinking crypto channel your home for crypto news and interviews for those of you watching the video i'm not on camera today still feeling under the weather but what a huge day for the crypto market we had the crypto ceos meet with maxine waters and the rest of congress members and it was significant, guys. I'm very bullish about this hearing. Lots of interesting outcomes and things that were shared. So I want to break that down for you. We also have some updates around the Ripple SEC lawsuit, uh, what Ripple's uh, legal attorneys are saying, as well as Charles Gasparino and Fox Business continuing their investigative reporting about the SEC, Ethereum, Ripple, XRP, and so forth. And in fact, Brian Brooks called out the SEC at the hearing. <laughs> this. So everybody's seeing the SEC as a roadblock here, and we have a plethora of institutional adoption news I want to share with you guys, from Visa to Dan Tapiero raising another $500 million to put into crypto, Uh, Goldman Sachs news, uh, lots to cover here. I'm going to break it all down. Before I get to it, please go ahead and hit the thumbs up button, leave a comment below, and hit the subscribe button if you're new here. It helps support the channel, and it doesn't cost you anything. Guys, this video is brought to you by Algorand, which is building the future of finance. Um, Personally, and full disclosure, I am a Algo token holder. I'm very bullish on Algorand. And here's some highlights, guys. They're being adopted by the city of Miami to help uh, track some climate items. They're getting adoption from uh, healthcare industry. Borderless Capital just launched a $500 million Algo fund. Uh, And they're just getting tons of adoption. And you guys have seen my interview with Sean Ford. That's why I selected them as an official sponsor of the Thinking Crypto podcast and YouTube channel. I absolutely believe in this project, and they are doing some massive things which are going to usher us into Web3. Um, Obviously, Michael Arrington and Anthony Scaramucci, both of their respective funds, put hundreds of millions of dollars to build out the Algorand ecosystem. So big things happening. Uh, If you want to learn more about Algorand, please visit algorand.com. All right, let's look at the market here. Bitcoin still hovering over fifty thousand dollars, which is a good sign. Ethereum at uh, for over forty four hundred. Solana at over one hundred ninety three dollars. Cardano at a dollar forty cents. XRP at eighty six cents. Polkadot uh, just over twenty nine dollars. So, what do you know? What, what can we expect next? Well. As I've been tracking, guys, on the Bitcoin weekly chart, we still see that little green candle, a bit of a weak green candle for this week. And uh, as I stated in my previous videos, let's hope we end the week on a green candle because that could signify that um, or signal that we are uh, building support levels here and then uh, we will see a move upward. How long it takes for this support level phase to, to complete that is a good question, my friends, and that is where we have to be patient, and let's see let's see this play out. We don't want a quick run-up. We want uh, to build up support levels here. I believe we are still in a bull market. I've shared these thoughts and different charts and different data and metrics, um, and uh, it seems like the lengthening cycle theory is playing out uh, according to plan, that this is going to spill over into 2022. As mentioned um, in my previous video, in my interview with Rao Pal, macro investor, He's predicting the blow-off top in the middle of next year. So if you haven't seen that interview, be sure to check it out. So that could be you know, the case here, but we just have to be patient, guys. It's probably going to be pretty boring from a price action standpoint uh, for the rest of this month, but let's see. You never know. Maybe there's some bullish news that comes out and just drives the price up. But look, market cycles have to play out, so we'll see what happens. Um, okay, today, the U.S. House Committee on Financial Services – Headed by Chairwoman uh, Maxine Waters, uh, met with uh, eight, excuse me, six different CEOs from crypto companies, such as Jeremy Allaire from Circle, uh, Brian Brooks from BitFury, um, and a bunch of other people. Right? Uh, who you guys know about the, you know, who was going to participate. We covered this in a previous video, um, and this was a very productive meeting, guys. Um, there weren't, you know, actionable items that came out of it. Like, okay, tomorrow we're going to do this, or next week we're going to do this. But rather, this is the start, the spark, I believe, of more dialogue, more education, more learning for people in Congress, which is what we need, right, for them to understand what this asset class is, what this technology is. Because look, there's a lot of people in here, in Congress, who are just... Let's be let's be honest they're older they don't understand the technology this is a very rapid disruptive technology it, it comes at, at you like a, at 100 miles per hour so this type of activity is needed and they're not hearing from just random people they're hearing from the people who are actually building CEOs who have credibility right so Kate Rooney from CNBC uh, you know she highlighted some some of the takeaways here. Uh, Stating, first time Congress is having a full hearing on cryptocurrencies. Highlights from the prep CEO testimonies. One, industry equals booming and here to stay. Number two, not Wild West, already regulated. Regulations need updates. Risk of not innovating. um, And crypto equals more than Bitcoin, Web3. So some quick takeaways, guys. It was a good dialogue, good discussion. Obviously, you know, one of the things that was kind of a takeaway there was you saw members of Congress who didn't understand this technology well, but it goes back to my initial point of this is good to have the dialogue to educate these folks. And Maxine Waters is a big, significant chess piece in getting regulatory clarity. So Jeremy Lair, CEO of Circle, I've interviewed him. If you haven't seen that interview, I'll put a link in the description. You know, he tweeted the following after this. He said, just wrapped up five plus hours of testimony with Congress. A few quick reflections. First, huge thanks to Representative Maxine Waters and, and Representative Patrick McHenry and the uh, uh, the House, uh, excuse me, the, the U.S. Committee of Financial Services Democrats for a highly engaged Full member participation hearing, huge accomplishment, and uh, he continued saying here some of the quick reads I've seen from the media coverage does not reflect, I think, what we all felt from the conversations. Crypto, stable coins, and markets are not partisan issues. The level of engagement uh, was high, and members were taking this very seriously. Very thoughtful questions on so many issues from so many members across the aisle there was a real commitment to engaging and understanding he says here uh, i'm more encouraged than i have ever been about congress engaging on crypto and there seems to be a genuine desire to consider the, and address many of the critical issues but not a rush to judgment this is great guys i love this this is makes me very bullish and we we've been talking about it on this channel Congress has to step in. How many times have I said that, right? They have to pass the, the regulations to put the SEC at bay, put Gary Gensler at bay, and get the proper regulations in place. Uh, he said here, it was also encouraging to see the aligned perspective from many that testified and a consistent view about the need for risk-appropriate, clear, and direct rulemaking that considers what is unique about digital assets and stable coins. Finally, he said, in some respects, I think this was a turning point in policy engagement for this critical area of economic infrastructure. More to come, I'm sure. This is bullish news, my friends. This is bullish news. Remember, Congress makes the laws. They, they make the regulations. And if they make an update, and uh, get guess what? Gary Gensler is going to have to follow those laws or get the hell out, right? So very bullish um, you know Danielle Dixon of Stellar also weighed in, saying saying similar uh, sentiments and thoughts about it. I'm not going to read through everything, but um, you guys can certainly follow her and check it out. Um, you know Republican leader Patrick McHenry, who was there, he he made a very big statement saying 2021 was the year of the cryptocurrency. So it's great to see these different folks um, within Congress are, are recognizing the potential of this this asset class. Now I want to play this for you guys here. Brian Brooks, who I'm a big fan of, and I'm, I'm still trying to lock in an interview with him. Uh, the man was at o- the OCC. He provided banks with the ability to custody crypto, providing stablecoin uh, uh, clarity as well. He, uh, he talks about the SEC. Let me play the clip here for you guys.
5: crypto project in my old agency, the OCC, what would happen
3: is a bank would come to us with a new activity proposal, and we would give them an answer. We would either give them a non-objection or we would not give them a non-objection. And it was very clear whether they would be allowed to access that. What happens in the United States is uh, you have a new crypto project and you walk into the SEC and you describe it in great detail and you ask for guidance and they say, we can't tell you. And you list it at your own peril in my old agent.
1: So <laughs> clearly calling out that the SEC doesn't have clear regulations Direct contrast to what uh, Dirty Gary Genser has been saying. But we know Gary Genser is a puppet for the banking cartel. We've seen this over and over. Uh, he, 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 Him and Jay Clayton and their bullshit fireside chat that took place last week. Uh, you can just see they're kissing the banksters' asses. Uh, Genser is a puppet. The banks are getting disrupted by crypto. They're losing that gatekeeping privilege they've had for so long. And they're fighting back. So uh, it, it's pretty clear what is happening here, right? If you just look at what's being said and what other people in the government are calling out the SEC and Gary Gensler on. Um, Jake Traversky, who's part of the Blockchain Association, uh, he's a lawyer. Uh, he said the following, because guess guess who sh- showed up today, guys? Old Brad Sherman. <laughs> The, those of you who've been subscribed to the channel a long time, we've talked about this clown. Uh, I, we need to get him out of office. So Jake said, a short break in today's otherwise extremely supportive F, excuse me, HFSC hearing for Brad Sherman to ramble incoherently about his hatred for crypto and remind us he has a primary challenge in next year's midterm election from our friend and fellow Bitcoiner plus crypto supporter Eric uh, uh, Rhodes. So. I donated to Erica Rhodes' uh, um, uh, campaign, guys. We need to get her in office to get Brad Sherman to hell out. This guy is a clown. Let me play a clip here of what he had to say today. This is just so stupid. Um, Let me play it for you.
2: Now,
4: the number one threat to cryptocurrency is crypto. Bitcoin could be depl- displaced by
2: Ether, which could be displaced by Dodge, which would be placed by Hamster coin. And then there's Cobra coin. And what could Mongoose
1: coin do to Crypto coin? <laughs> Mongoose coin will do to Crypto coin. Uh, snake coin. This guy's a clown, man. Uh, they need to get him out of there. He, he's just making up bullshit because he can't even articulate. He doesn't even understand it. But we know. Based on campaign donations, he's one of those guys getting paid big time by the banks. Uh, once again, he's there just to put up a, a roadblock to try to slow crypto down because the incumbents, the banks, are fighting this, guys. Um, it's, it, you just look at the campaign donations and you, you see it clear as day. Um, so once again, support Erica, please. Uh, I donated, like I said, and uh, we need to get this clown out of office. All right. Um, Even Erica Rhodes tweeted today about this. She said, Congressman Brad Sherman wants to ensure our country is last in line to benefit from all of the innovation that is occurring in the cryptocurrency industry. It's time for new leadership. Hashtag Bitcoin. There's a bunch of people that that I'm really pissed at and and they are annoying. And that is Genser. That is Elizabeth Warren. That is Janet Yellen and Brad Sherman. There's some others too, but those right there are, Oh my God, we got to get them out guys. All right, Tom Emmer, who's uh, obviously a great uh, congressman, great leader. I've interviewed him on the channel. You know, he tweeted something today uh, regarding that meeting, said crypto is facilitating Web 3.0, which gives Americans ownership over their digital lives. So big tech can't take, can continue to profit off the internet Uh, users. I've been working on these issues since 2015 on the uh, Financial Services GOP and co chair of the Blockchain Caucus. So um, much respect to Congressman Tom Emmer, Warren Davidson, all these guys who are fighting the good fight, Darren Soto as well. All right, let's jump to some SEC Ripple lawsuit news. So Jeremy Hogan weighed in on uh, Ripple uh, Files supplemental briefing regarding deliberative process privilege. Uh, Jeremy Hogan said, Attorney Solomon spitting fire once again. Here's a quote. The SEC cannot have it both ways. If the Hinman speech was not a communication of agency policy, then any deliberation regarding the speech is not entitled to any DPP protection. And Jeremy Hogan says, and that may be the phrase that wins the day for Ripple. The SEC, obviously, huge hypocrisy happening. Gary Gensler covering up for Hinman's conflicts of interest, along with Jay Clayton. We know about this, right? Just, uh, just, Just shady shameful behavior from these guys who are supposed to represent uh, retail investors and, you know, Gensler's trying to cover his tracks and, and so are it, the legal team for the SEC, but they can't have it both ways because they're being exposed. Um, and we all know what, what Hinman uh, did with the Ethereum speech and they're trying to distance themselves, but yet they've, you know, used it as gospel in the past. Uh, now they're saying, oh no, that was just his opinion. He was drunk, you know, one night and he wrote that and he's, you know, don't listen to him yet they were quoting it, like I said, as gospel before. Um, Charles Gasparino, continuing his uh, investigative reporting on the SEC regarding the conflicts of interest with Ethereum, he said, okay, this is interesting. In March 2020, uh, SEC.gov posted the following, one of two. The commission has also publicly recognized Ethereum and its native currency, Ether. See William Hinman, Director, Division of Corporation Finance, Digital Asset Transactions, when how we met Gary, uh, parentheses, Plastic. And then two of two, he says, uh, June 4, 2018, available at SEC.gov, and, and he provides a link. Now, not only will Gary Genser not comment on Ethereum's future, but an SEC lawyer appears to ju- suggest that there is a rethink on ETH as well. Calls are out. So it's a mess They are scrambling because they know they're in a bad position um, and they're not looking good. Um, Anyway, XRP, I believe, is suppressed because of this lawsuit and all the things that are happening in the market. And I believe it will have a huge breakout um, at the peak of this bull run. And let's hope this settlement for this aligns with that respective uh, breakout. Um, And I think, look, I've said it before, $10 to $15. We'll see what happens. Um, I do believe XRP will do well in this bull run. One of the things I can't wait for, guys, is to get my solo tokens. Which, of course, getting the snapshot done on December twenty fourth and uh, getting the airdrop of the solo tokens. And then, uh, Sologenics Bob Ross, you know, he tweeted about this recently, saying, as you may know, as you might know, the solo core team has been working on a new technology for quite some time. Glad to inform you that we'll finally reveal more details on this new ecosystem on December 20th, 2021. This will directly incentivize all solo holders. Maybe some sort of staking is coming. I don't know. But whatever I can, you know, can earn us more money. That's that's cool. I'll take it. It's free money. Um, so uh, it, it'll be a nice little Christmas gift, um, you know, if we get some nice, Uh, So a good amount of solo tokens with a good value, plus maybe staking and earn more. We'll see what happens, but I'm excited about it. And uh, the snapshot is December 24th. The airdrop is January 20th. And uh, if you're an XRP or a solo solo token holder, you can participate. So I'm excited about that. All right. Here are some uh, big news around the crypto market. I want to quickly go through. Congress is considering raising the debt ceiling by $2 trillion. More money printing is coming. What did we see happen when they did this during COVID? That benefited the crypto market. A lot of institutions, starting with Paul Tudor Jones, uh, all these hedge funds, they started moving their money into Bitcoin and crypto. As, as they keep printing more money and inflation increases, watch more capital come into the crypto market. Very bullish. Another example of like macro factors that will drive more capital into the crypto market Look at this. Germany's 10-year inflation-linked bond yield falls to record low at negative 2.104%. Uh, bonds are failing globally. What does that mean? Capital will leave them and go into crypto. Not all the capital. I want to make sure I'm, I'm fair and logical here. I'm not saying all money is going to leave bonds and go into crypto. No. But will a good amount do that? Yes. And I'm talking billions, probably into the trillions, guys. All right. Look at this news. So bullish. Visa launches crypto advisory services for banks as demand for digital assets grow. Here's a quote. Every bank should have a crypto strategy, Visa argues. Guys, uh, I I know the price is not great right now. We had a pullback. But if you're only looking at price, you are missing what is happening there is a massive build-out happening here of the, uh, of the crypto ecosystem and infrastructure. That is going to drive the price parabolic in this cycle, which is not over yet, and then in future cycles, guys. So I think I've mentioned it before. I will be taking profits, obviously, at the the near the blow-off top of this uh, respective bull run cycle. And I will be using that money wisely, putting it to work. I will be buying in the bear market again. So uh, taking some of those profits and buying and, and, and waiting for future bull runs and obviously lending my crypto to earn interest and so forth. All right, here's a quote. We think it's a critical role for Visa to play to help be the, this bridge between banks and the crypto ecosystem. Koi Sheffield, Visa's head of crypto, told CoinDesk, every bank should have a crypto strategy. I'm actually trying to get an interview with Koi, by the way, but this is huge, guys. Visa is a powerhouse, trusted brand, They're building this advisory service for banks to teach them about crypto. Come on, man. If you don't see how bullish this is, you you don't understand business. You don't understand uh, the economy, macro, uh, uh, the financial impact and technology and so forth. You got to zoom out and see what is taking place here. Here's another example of institutional adoption. Fidelity and Nexo partner to offer crypto lending products to institutional investors. So a lot of institutional investors, just like you and I, are going to lend their crypto and earn interest like you and I are doing. Now, obviously, I'm currently using BlockFi. Um, some people use Nexo. Some people use Celsius. You know, whatever platform you want to use that's, you know you feel comfortable with, that's up to you. As long as you're earning money, guys, I'm happy for you. Here's another big news around Fidelity. Fidelity Digital Assets receives FCA approval for its UK crypto business, global expansion. And we know recently... They got their Bitcoin spot ETF approved in Canada, and that's been listed on the Toronto Stock Exchange. Now, I tweeted, that, that's a damn shame. Fidelity is a US company, though that, that spot ETF should have been approved in the United States and listed on the New York Stock Exchange and other exchanges, right? But Gary Genser and the SEC, obviously, uh, are trying to hinder that. But it, it's, it's just a damn shame. All right. Look at this. Dan Tapiero's 10T is raising $500 million for uh, their first? No. Their second? No. Their third digital assets fund. Now, many of you may uh, remember my interview with Dan Tapiero from uh, uh, two months ago where we talked about they were raising $750 million. I think that was for his uh, second fund. Now the man's <laughs> raising another $500 million. And remember, he's a gold bug, guys. He's a gold bug who's now bullish on crypto. And uh, it's, it's amazing the amount of capital these guys are raising. Uh, once again, don't miss what's happening. So 10T, the crypto investment firm run by hedge fund veteran Dan Tapiero, is launching a third digital assets fund just two months on from closing its second the company is raising 500 million dollars for the latest vehicle, which is named 10T Fund 3.0, according to a Form D regulatory filing with the Securities and Commissions Exchange published on December 6. Very, very bullish, guys. They're investing in, in these crypto companies, building out the infrastructure. This is very bullish. I mean, just look at the amount of money they're raising. All right. Something interesting, guys, um, I'm not going to play the whole video because you guys probably saw it, but uh, Goldman Sachs CEO, and you know, he was interviewed by CNBC, and uh, similar to Jamie Dimon, I don't care for Bitcoin, I don't care for crypto, uh, yeah, some of my clients like it, but I don't care about it, and I think, uh, personally, it's a smoke and mirrors move, right, These him and Jamie Dimon and some of these other guys, uh, for them to come out and say, yeah, I'm bullish on Bitcoin, uh, you know, that's not going to, they always want to put out a different narrative in the market versus what they're doing. But we know clearly Goldman Sachs, um, they have launched crypto trading for Bitcoin and ether, right? Uh, this was news from since June of this year. And JP Morgan did the same thing. They launched a Bitcoin wealth fund, even though Jamie Dimon continues to trash Bitcoin. Uh, but it's, it's just amazing. These guys continuing the, the smoke and mirrors move, but I guess, You know, those of us in crypto, our eyes have been open, but many people who are passive, not really investing, heard about crypto, but not dabbling in it. You know, they're watching this thing. Oh, yeah, you see Goldman Sachs CEO says crypto sucks. He's not even investing in it, (laughs) right? And and they're not doing their own research, but that's how uh, many of these people, they don't get to make money, right? Uh, Because in investing, at least, because... They follow media narratives. They follow these guys, what they say on TV, but you can't just don't watch what they say, watch what they do. So despite what this man is saying on TV, Goldman Sachs, look, I'll just show you here, this Bloomberg article, Goldman expands in crypto trading with plans for ether options. So they're offering their clients, crypto trading guys, and they have to, because this is a new emerging asset class. They will lose clients if they don't do this uh, and lose funds and fees and so forth. All right. Uh, look at this. Crypto hedge fund three arrows capital snaps up $400 million in ETH. The move comes mere weeks after co-founder Suzu abandoned Ethereum over its pro- uh, prohibitively high, uh, high fees for new users Uh, So this is interesting. They're making a big bet on uh, uh, this, on Ethereum. Wu Blockchain, a Chinese crypto reporter, tweeted that 97,477 ETH was transferred from the cryptocurrency exchange's FTX, Binance, and Coinbase to a wallet marked by Nansen as belonging to Three Arrows Capital. Nansen, a blockchain analysis firm, confirmed the data to Coindesk. Uh, These guys are uh, buying up a lot here. And uh, they're clearly buying the dip, right, with the price pullback because they know higher highs are coming. Uh, Look at this. Silvergate Bank looks to raise $461 million in public stock offering. The shares will be priced at a minimum of $145 each. So a lot of these crypto companies are looking to go public in different ways, some IPOs, some SPAC, and um, uh, all these different ways. So, but this is bullish, guys. It reminds me so much of the dot-com boom Um, A lot of these companies are making money. They're looking to go public and uh, Silvergate is big. They provide a lot of banking services to crypto companies um, in the industry. Now here's a, a story CNBC ran this morning talking about millennials will inherit $68 trillion in wealth from baby boomers. New research shows they aren't interested in the same financial advice as their parents. Now we've talked about this over the years, but uh zoom out guys i know this is not going to happen you know tomorrow but look sadly you know a generation is going to be passing away soon and look that includes my parents right um so it's kind of a morbid topic i don't want to think about it but that is the reality that's life and guess what a lot of money will be then given to their millennial kids and uh We know, and look, I'm a millennial, (laughs) I'm investing in crypto, a lot of that money, guess where it's going to go? Into crypto. I'm not saying all of it, but a lot of it will go there, guys. So uh, we're still very early, my friends. Uh, Moving ahead, uh, speaking of being early, Mike Novogratz was on CNBC. He said the Middle East, the US pension funds, they are lining up to participate in crypto. Uh, We're already seeing the pensions funds, the endowments, and so forth. But the Middle East, I think, is untapped. And I I know a lot of guys like Kevin O'Leary, Novogratz, and so forth, they've been going to the the United Arab Emirates and different places in the Middle East to try to get a lot of the funding uh, they need to invest in crypto. Finally, guys, you all know I'm bullish on Chainlink. I have it in my portfolio. Look at this move. Eric Schmidt is now an advisor helping to build uh, Chainlink. Do you guys remember who Eric Schmidt is? He's the former Google CEO and uh, supports a, a world powered by truth. Here's a quote. Chainlink is a secret ingredient to unlocking the potential of smart contract platforms and revolutionizing business and society. Now, many of you may recall there was a partnership between Google Weather Data and Chainlink um, earlier this year. Big things happening with Chainlink, obviously not financial investment advice, but I'm very bullish on Chainlink. I'm buying the dips. And uh, we're seeing some huge moves and a lot of adoption for Chainlink, guys. It's it's significant. It's it's bringing together a lot of different cryptos, enabling a lot of features and so forth. All right, guys, what do you think about this news? I know it was a lot, but a lot of bullish news. And this hearing today, I think, was so significant. I think this is the start of something great. And uh, I look forward to hearing more from Congress and Maybe we get some clear regulatory clarity by Q1. You know, we'll see. might be a little bit ambitious, but look, the conversation, the dialogue's happening. So let me know what you guys think. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the thumbs up button and I'll talk to you all later.
2: Today's customers expect fast, personalized support. Intercom has the tools you need to deliver just that, efficiently, at any scale. Supercharge your team's productivity and make your customers super happy with Intercom. Learn more at intercom.com support. Does everyone need customer support today? We've got you. Intercom has the tools to manage support at any scale, like integrations, bots, and more. All in one powerful platform will even automatically resolve 33% of your support volume so you have more time for customers who need you most. Oh, that's better. Supercharge your team's productivity and make your customers super happy with Intercom. Learn more at intercom.com support.
1: Download our app in iTunes and the Google Play Store.
5: love your vacation home. How much time do you spend here? As much as we want. And when we're not using it, we rent it out. Our amazing team cares for and markets it on all the major booking sites. What team does all that? Vacasa. They manage everything and I see it all on my phone. Plus, they've been earning us over 20% more after I switched from my last property manager. Your vacation home earned you that much? It's not a vacation home. It's a Vacasa home.
4: Get your free vacation income estimate to see how much your vacation home can earn you. Call 800-544-0300
5: How's it going everybody mike here november 24th what i want to do today is uh is actually kind of a spin-off uh from uh, an article that i mentioned in my video yesterday when i was talking about the merchant former uh promotion that they're running i was basically going over uh, all the uh tools and functions that the merchant former has and one of the things that i mentioned was was just their news their their uh posts uh and and these are kind of like the tips and and uh advice that they give this is not for uh members only so uh you know this is available to everybody so if you want to read it on your own uh the I'll I'll post the link to the article uh down in the description and and of course uh, all the credit goes to Merchant former team uh because this is their article but since I mentioned it and scrolled through it, people started asking and said hey let's why don't you you know uh, talk about that a little more so so i will i I've actually read this article a couple of times, just to basically understand the math like when it comes to and, and you'll see what I'm talking about the percentages and what shows up on on first page you know how uh, products are uh, displayed to customers for example uh the products that are sponsored and then products that are just uh organically on on first page and how that happens and uh and then just they just go over some numbers and then later on uh, they actually suggest how to come up with uh new niches and and new kind of uh i guess uh puns when it comes to you'll see certain holidays and and certain uh, interests that people will have so this this uh, article is titled new product not selling through on. Merch by Amazon. Here's why. The first thing that they do, and I and I won't read the whole thing. I'll I'll read most of it. Uh, the first thing that they do is is they actually show how products and how many uh, show up on first page. So for example, here here's what they say. The first thing you'll see when you open up this Amazon page is the number of results. And and what they're doing is they're actually using the word dog here just as an example to show us uh, what they're talking about. So they're saying when you when you look for dog, this can oftentimes be misleading. So so scroll down because they're talking this number here is misleading. So they're saying so scroll to the very bottom of the page and you'll see that there are 400 pages of dog shirts. So for example, it's it's saying that there are over 20,000 results. They're saying let's take a, another Let's play, let's take a look at another example. So saying, say you found a phrase that's popular around Halloween. I'm just here for the booze. Enter that into merchresearch.com and you get this. So basically what you get is this 1 to 48 of 317 results for I'm just here for the booze. But again, this is not the full story. They say scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see that there are seven pages. Click on the third page and go deeper. What you instantly see at the top of the page now, it's indicating that there are over 3000 results that say the exact same thing. So they go further, they basically say, scroll to the bottom of the page, and then what do you see? There are 80 pages of results, which again, say the exact same thing. So, So this is like the first point here that they're trying to make in basically making us understand why our products aren't selling when we're doing kind of research and we're, we're chasing those like bestsellers. Uh, you know, we're, we're definitely not the only ones. There are thousands of us doing the exact same thing. And that's what, you know, this is the result. There are over 3000 products, shirts, the result in the exact same phrase, right? And we're all doing this to each other. I'm going to read this, uh, completely because I think the, the, the explanation that they've provided here is pretty good. So they say, let's do the math. The average Amazon search results uh, page has 48 listings on them. Now, depending on how a customer is searching, this number can actually go down because some of those spots are sponsored listings. People are paying Amazon to show up at the top of the search. That's what what happens when we advertise products. So if you say there are 48 listings on the first page and there are over 3000 shirts, you could just do the quick equation. So 48 shirts divided by 3,000 listings means so this is just the percentage. Move the decimal over two spots, and you get around 1.6 percent of those designs are sitting on the front page. So 1.6 percent, right? This gets even worse when you start looking at Amazon like customers would. Remember, Merchresearch.com is looking at merch-related clothing and not their entire catalog, which means that, you know, we're we're simply talking about merch, um, merch by Amazon, right? But there are other people selling those same products, but not through merch. So head back to amazon.com and this time search for the same phrase. Again, the first page can be misleading. So scroll to the bottom and click on the internal page. We pick page three. And now it looks like this. There are over 10,000 results, but each page in a normal Amazon search result seems to, to give 60 results per page. Of those 60 results, 10 of them were sponsored. So that gives us 50 organic listings per page. Not all of them were merch shirts. And of those 51 organic listings, uh, from the time we did this search, 34 of them were merged by Amazon shirts so let's do the math again 34 merch by amazon shirts divided by 10000 listings and we get 0.34% so so let's read that again only 0.34% of merch shirts for this phrase are showing up on the first page so they go further in a normal amazon results page there are only seven pages that are viewable to customers at 60 results per page, they are only showing 420 listings out of 10,000. So what they say, and this is actually a nice little conclusion here, or summary. This is all just a really long-winded way to say that old designs continue to sell because they have had the time to get sales velocity, reviews, and purchases for years. Your new designs that are going up with the same phrase are getting lost because of your tiny 0.34% chance of being uh, on the front page. So that just kind of like, so far, what they've done is put things into perspective. So they go, they go a little further. So this is what they say. They say, change the way you think about research. So after reading through all of that, if you've made it this far, they say, you might be thinking that this looks pretty grim, but they're saying not so fast. The issue is the way you're thinking about research. Research does not mean finding a phrase like we did above. This is what they say. I'm just here for the booze and seeing that it sells extremely well. Research is not finding that phrase and creating the exact same phrase, but making it look different. And this is what you actually like when you're, if you watch any of the videos uh, on YouTube, when people are talking about, you know, how to use merchant form or what the best things are They'll just basically say, this is the best seller, make some improvements. Here are the keywords, and that's what you need to do. And then when, when we do that, we get no results. So if people keep the same type of thinking, things will just get much worse. However, they're saying we're off to a good start with our own research here. Why? Because we found a few crucial pieces of information. Number one, They say we found a keyword phrase in a niche that has a lot of shirt designs in it. So that's good. I mean, knowing that information, number two, we found a keyword phrase, which people are purchasing shirts in. This tells us that there are sales in this niche. Why else would so many people try to put up shirts here? It also tells us that puns are extremely, extremely popular on merch. So, so far then they, they conclude, this is what we know. Halloween is a big niche and they're using Halloween as a, as an example, right? Halloween's a big niche where lots of sales occur. Puns play on words in the Halloween niche sell extremely well. That's the second point. Third point, alcohol is a very, is, is also a popular merch topic. And then the fourth point they're, they're saying the merch catalog does not need a 10,001 edition of the same phrase on a shirt, which is completely accurate. And I'm guilty of a lot of this, too, right? And I, but I think what's worse is, like, this is the advice that we get from, from all the gurus and everybody out there that's, you know, telling us uh, how to run our business. So, basically, they, they conclude and say, you need to be unique in your merch business, which, of course, we know. But, you know, uh, our question to everybody out there is, is how. So, you can use the research to validate a niche and come up with your own spin on what you have learned with unique phrases, designs and sayings that are not currently on Amazon. This works because the market for funny, play on word designs in Halloween is already a hot seller. You can feed the same market without competing with the same overdone phrase again. So how to do your research so you get seen on Merch by Amazon. So this is actually where they kind of go into some of the methods and, and uh, they guide you through the thinking process. So they're saying we have a popular holiday, we have play on words, puns, and we have topics that are all combined together in our example above, which was the the Halloween, booze and alcohol. We can use the same method to come up with something unique. You need to keep the main overarching niche uh, the same when it comes to doing research this way. Halloween is what we are not going to change since this is what our research showed is popular so here we have halloween designs now we need to come up with something they're saying a popular merch topic and then use a play on words with that so there are a lot of popular merch topics and they're saying some are some include healthcare, drinking cars school and the list goes on and on remember we are not looking for something specific here just broad ideas so they're basically saying do your research and you will come up with some ideas. we know that cars are popular in merch, so let 's take that idea and run with it. So here we have Halloween designs and then cars as the main topic. They go on They're, this is actually this is where it gets interesting. Now we just have to come up with a play on words, thinking back at the example above. We know alcohol is is popular, and people are flooding the market wine is a type of alcohol turbos are type of car part turbos have something called a turbo wine do you see where we're going with this is the question that they asked so now we have halloween design car turbos for the main topic turbo wine play on words with wine and wine put this all together and you come up with a few fun variations that will compete with the same niche, but not the 10,000 plus exact same designs. So here are some examples Halloween witch holding a turbocharger in their hand that says, Here for the wine. Halloween witch sitting on a broom that has a turbo on it that says, Here to party and drink, drive wine. Halloween witch sitting on a broom that has a turbo that says, Turbo wine time. And they go on, they provide two more examples you can see here. You can't scare me past the wine drive stick wine time. So basically they've, they've got all that. They've, they've set the stage basically saying that, Hey, if you go with, I'm just here for the booze because it sells, you're going to be one of 10,000 plus. But if you kind of play on those combinations, play on words with different interests and different holidays. So for example, you can do the same thing with Christmas and cars, you know, Uh, Christmas and drinking, all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying that that's not out there, but those are the examples that they're providing. In this case, what they've done is they've done Halloween and wine, but also Halloween and cars. So these are all random ideas that we came up in 30 seconds. You will want to take some time to explore them. Research what's out there and then put a few things together. Let's just take Turbo Wine Time and run that through amazon.com. Look through the results and not a single t-shirt in sight. Take here for the wine and run that through Amazon, two pages of results and yet again, not a single t-shirt or merch product. You can repeat this process with everything that we just came up with above and you will soon realize that there is zero competition for this on Amazon because this phrase does not exist on a single merch product but it all it, but it does also not exist on any product on Amazon, which is incredible. That is not to say there are no buyers though. That is not to say there is no buyers though, because all of these potential product ideas we just gave you are appealing the same exact audience that the first example was. It is appealing to buyers in the Halloween niche that like funny phrases, And we mashed up the idea with another big seller on merch cars and this is where they wrap it up okay there's a little joke they're saying if you made it this far congratulations now it's up to you to put the time in and effort to come up with unique ideas for merch by amazon or any print on demand shop you're running anyone can copy an exact phrase and throw just to say anyone can copy the exact phrase throw it up on a shirt but that does not mean you will make any sales. In fact, it is more likely a waste of time. So I actually completely agree. And one of the things that I am not only guilty of but critical of myself is is when I do this. And and I do this sometimes with uh, some of my same designs that I'm uh, kind of recycling for different niches, which I still think it's a good idea. But but. I'm doing this without actually doing research initially to see if there are you know, 10,000 plus products in the niche that I'm attempting to break in. Take the time to learn how to research, what your research is telling you, and then use those key pieces of information to actually put quality, unique, and great design into Merge Catalog. This is the way to sales. And if you don't start doing this now, sales may suffer in the future. Good luck uh i love this article i completely understand why you guys asked me to go over it i i honestly i'm guilty of uh yeah, and this would be over the the years of of not actually educating myself i'm um i'm just kind of like going with the flow when it comes to this uh you know if if i even put a few days or weeks aside where you know let's say i didn't design anything or i didn't uh uh, list products on Amazon, I, I believe that I would be better off. But but I'm in that kind of uh, mindset that I don't want to miss my chance and not list today. Like, for example, like, why would I not put up 1800 products today if I can? You know, how will I reach my my goal of a million, million product, live products on on Amazon if I don't list? But again, like they say, what's the point of listing if you're not going to get sales? And And, you know, that happens to me a lot. And somebody even uh, left a comment I think yesterday or two days ago, basically saying that none of their new designs are selling, and this is exactly what the article is. Uh, so, anyways, I, I'm gonna wrap it up here. I think uh, these are these are their recent posts. You guys can see the topics here. Uh, but again, Former as a as a tool, and, and like I said, I I just basically did up just a promotional video yesterday because they're they're running a, a Black Friday sale. But I think the platform itself is is. Uh, is just amazing, and, and these kinds of articles always get to me, and they kind of, uh, I guess, change or influence the way you think, and and I think that's what that's what needs to happen from time to time. I think education in this kind of a setting and kind of a business is so important because we can't assume that we know what we're doing, and then the last thing that we want to do is assume that somebody, you know, on YouTube knows what they're doing and we're learning from them like yeah sure we're we're you know looking at their results and everything and and sometimes things work out but uh you know there are people that are not on youtube that are that are doing you know amazing things and getting incredible sales and uh and you know we don't know what they do you know i like i said i, I mentioned this a few times i've, I've seen a, a a person on youtube who has 200 tier two hundred thousand with with almost 200 uh, thousand uh, products live. And, and they're making maybe two or three times more than I do at times. Uh, and, and you know, I have 6000 products live. Now, the, like the numbers are getting kind of incredible with, you know, I have 150,000 products live, but 6000 designs and, and all those products have gone live in the last couple of months. Uh, but but I'm just saying, like, If somebody does make $5,000 in profits, uh, it it could be the the numbers game. And that's fine if somebody's playing that game because at times I'm playing that game as well. But anyways, what I'm trying to say is education is, is super important. That's why I love these kinds of articles. Anyways, thank you guys for watching. I'll see you soon.
3: If you're looking to make an impact, there's no better place to do that than the U.S. Army. Whether your goal is to fight and cure deadly diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where all of that can happen, and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world, and to win. Ask yourself, what's your warrior? And go to GoArmy.com to find out. Go to school while you serve. Learn about the simultaneous membership program today.
1: If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review
2: on iTunes.